welcome to Aussie Nerds Talk Stuff, but... Oh, it's not just a normal episode of Aussie Nerds... Nerds... I... <laughs> oh, but it's not just a normal episode of Aussie Nerds Talk Stuff, dear listener. It's a big beginning of a new year special. Top TV shows, best and worst. What's going to win? What's going to lose? It's a competition. Did you know that? <laughs> and oh. uh, it's always a fun time. Reese and I... Uh, my name is Sandro and my, my co-host is Reese. If you didn't know that, uh, now you do. Hi. Um, that's Reese's voice right there it is uh we've been doing these list episodes for what feels like nine years (laughs) it's been a very long time and every time we do it it's on a different show (laughs) yeah it's always on a different show every single year because we don't commit to a single show ever But every time we've done it, we've brought across uh, one of our friends from across the pond from the Staggering Stories podcast, Adam J. Purcell, and you're back again. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, back. Another year. Hard to believe, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Where's the time going? 2022. And we're going to be counting down the uh, the top 15 uh, best TV shows of 2022. Bunch of worst stuff, bunch of specials, bunch of honourable mentions in there as well. And then we'll be doing movies uh, either next week or the week after, depending on how long we record for that one. Because last time it was like two and a half hours. So we'll see <laughs> what happens this year. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> I'm very excited because I think 2022 was a really solid year for just art in general. But for TV mm. shows, so much good stuff. Too much good stuff. Yeah. Didn't get around to a lot of it. Uh, what was your thoughts on 2022 TV, Adam? Really good. Uh, so much TV, so little time is the problem, I think. Yeah. Uh, too many yeah. different streaming services. <laughs> yeah. There's stuff which is hard to find. Like Quantum Leap. I can't even get it in this country, officially. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. But a good year, but we'll see how it goes. Things are getting cancelled left, right and centre. Oh, yes. That's my worry. Yeah, the algorithm uh, really showed its uh, its its mean face in 2022. Especially with one of the most watched shows on Netflix, Warrior Nun, which got cancelled after season two. What the hell? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and 1899 got season one cancellation. Only one season. Uh, Mike Flanagan's new show got cancelled. Mm. Uh, so much stuff. And then, like, Wednesday, a show for normies uh, <laughs> gets renewed. <laughs> and I'm angry, quite frankly. Oh, really? Okay. I actually haven't seen it yet. I didn't watch it. I probably should at some point. Yeah. I have seen it. I just finished watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I was just saying that I loved Warrior Nun season one. I haven't seen season two yet because, like Adam yeah. said, there's an abundance of shows yeah. and it's been great to watch them all. But I do kind of have a... Shelf life is the wrong word, but if one comes out straight away, but I've got one that I've been sitting on for a few months, I go, okay, you can wait a few months now. I'll watch this one. And uh, yeah. I was working my Never way towards to it. it. And I'll still, yeah. I'll still watch it, but apparently, according to Netflix, I'm one of the troublesome people who didn't give it enough viewers. <laughs> and so they decided to cancel yeah. it. Yeah. It's specifically Netflix that I think was cancelling a lot this year because they, and I don't know why, (laughs) but they're focusing on shows that bring in new viewers from countries that aren't like massive Netflix users. So if a show is like a big success, which is probably why something like Wednesday or Squid Game is so popular because they're very accessible shows for everyone to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, the, The reason why they do so well is because, yeah, everyone watches them, but... If you're doing a good show that's like, I don't know, maybe art, 
<laughs> and really good and a lot of creativity is behind it uh it just, just gets cancelled because oh not enough people signed up to watch it which is a weird it's a weird way uh tv's become especially in terms of uh, what gets renewed very corporate recently which oh, yeah. is terrible yeah. uh, specifically for netflix but amazon and and disney and um and apple have been doing uh, a lot of the heavy lifting this yeah, year so. surprisingly mm. <laughs> there we go but we will get into all of that, uh, starting off, as always, with the worst TV <laughs> shows of the year. Some absolute stinkers that we, uh, that we managed to work our way through. Reese, kick us off. What's some, uh, what's some bad TV that you saw this year? Oh, boy. I feel bad saying this after that introduction, but okay. <laughs> I'll start off by saying, for the first three seasons, I... Okay, the first two I really liked. The third one... I was sticking with it. People like Sandro and our friend Rob, who's been on some of the other shows that we've done together. And uh, Adam also dropped off this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Star Trek Discovery really (laughs) lost me with this season. It was just really poorly written. The uh, exposition has always been a problem for Sandro. And it was so over the top now. There was a moral conundrum in one episode where they were kind (laughs) of presenting you with a supposed uh, dichotomy. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, well, I hypothetically plucked a third scenario out of my head, which would have pleased everyone, and they didn't <laughs> do, go for it. And they didn't explain why they didn't go for it. And I just thought, that's annoying. I feel like I've outsmarted you. So yeah. f- compared to what it was, this is a very disappointing show now. But I wouldn't say yeah. it's an absolute stinker and terribly made, because the acting is always really good. The effects are great. And there are some elements that I enjoyed, but the writing definitely let it down. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a shame. Um, is it? It's coming back for at least one more year, isn't it? I think, I think so. It's yes. doing a season five. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, maybe not. Right? <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe we've given I mean, up with this. Yeah. I won't. I'll wait for the reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see those. <laughs> yeah. So that's got to be my my number one worst. What about you two? Have you guys got anything? Yeah. What's yours, Adam? It's a tough one. There's nothing terrible. Terrible which mm. I even bothered to watch, but probably the mm. bottom of the pack. I didn't watch Discovery, but I did watch Picard. <laughs> and it had its moments, but overall disappointing, I would say. Um, yeah, could have been so much better, more coherent. It did feel like they were trying to do a, a long season arc, but different people came along with different ideas as they went through each episode. Uh, ah. Right. <laughs> a real shame. Mm. Although I'm hopeful for next season. With the next gen cast okay. coming back, yeah, yeah. probably be terrible. Surely too. they can't mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> Surely, you don't sound so convinced. Yeah, what the seat will be for them coming back together? I have no idea, but it'd probably be terrible. Yeah, <laughs> is Will Wheaton back? He isn't, is he? He did come back this past season. I'm not Ooh. sure he's back oh. in the third season. Okay, he, he made a surprise cameo in season two. Yeah, lovely. I like him. And he's pretty good. It was a good that was a good moment actually. Okay. What about you, Sandra? Yeah, I don't I don't have um I've really got two that I really disliked. Everything else is just kind of a shrug. I didn't watch Star Trek Picard, uh, but I did watch um a lot of online reactions and like synopsis <laughs> reviews for it. Cause it was the only way that I was like, I can scrounge some entertainment out of this terrible <laughs> show <laughs> by watching people make fun of it. Um, but uh, the the worst shows of the year, it's an even split for me, uh, both in last uh, place to video game shows, uh, Paramount Plus's Halo TV show. <laughs> 
being god-awful, just completely missing (laughs) the mark. Uh, Why is Master Chief not wearing a helmet for, like, the entire season? The (laughs) only thing I liked was the Alexa stuff. No, not Alexa. What's her name? Cortana. <laughs> that one. Oh, <laughs> sorry, <Yeah>. listeners. <laughs> there was some fun like twists to that character, but yeah, really, really bad. Um, some okay uh, fight sequences though, but also uh, Netflix's Resident Evil TV show was unwatchable. Oh, I but I that. did finish it for some weird. Ra- I think my housemate was like, "We're gonna bloody finish it." And I was like, "Fine." <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was terrible. As someone who like kind of enjoys some of the games even Mm. i was like this is wrong this is not (laughs) this is not it at all uh and it did the arrow thing of like bouncing back and forth between the past and the present (laughs) and i'm like this feels like a show that was made like 10 years ago why would you do this now it was just yeah i saw arrow do that way too much for its own good yeah and it's ruined it for everything else as well it was it was terrible, truly, mm. truly awful. Um, <laughs> so those are both quite bad and really made me uh, feel like uh, video game TV shows cannot be good. But Last of Us apparently great. So there we go. Mm. So those are my least favorites right there. I think I might have watched the worst out of all of us. <laughs> anyway, yeah, probably. <laughs> But it's hard to watch bad TV because you watch like one episode, you exactly. say this is terrible, yeah. and then you don't continue. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. it makes more sense that there would be less bad TV on our lists compared to bad movies. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to TV specials. This year in particular, Ooh. it feels like there were a lot of specials yeah. on TV, ranging from like an hour long to an hour and a half long uh, for a variety of IP um, Reese, uh, what's your favorite specials? We could do a ranking or we could just kind of talk about what our favorite specials were. I don't know. We you liked, yeah. decide what we're going to do. Uh, well, the, <laughs> this is what I'll do because there were three Doctor Who specials. There were. I'll just mention my favorite, which was probably unfairly the power of the Doctor because it was the longest, because it <laughs> was deliberately a celebration of Doctor Who because it marks... Well, actually, it was more a celebration of the BBC because it was the centenary special for the BBC. Uh, Yes. But it also felt like it kicked off the 60th anniversary uh, celebrations for Doctor Who, the show itself, because that's what we're going to get this year. And it felt Mm -hmm. like that tone was set in a really great way. So that's certainly the best of the three episodes we got of Doctor Who. But I suppose because I watched all three of them, then I would say uh, the New Year's episode at the start of last year, which was the Eve of the Daleks, was the next best one. That was really good. Yeah. And then I didn't like the, uh, I've forgotten its name, but the Sea Devil one. Legend. Legend of the Sea Devils. Legend of the Sea Devils. There you go. It had it in the name. Yeah. It wasn't very good. No. <laughs> they say, don't meet your legends. And we did. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's for Doctor Who. Uh, something I was surprised that did specials was Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to fess up. I've only seen one of them, and that was the Christmas special. And it was really charming, and I really yeah. liked it. And I reflected on how much fun it was to be in the cinema in 2014, almost? Or 15? 20, for the first one, 2014, yeah. Really, well. Yeah, to see, um, to hear the reference to Kevin Bacon and the audience <laughs> I was with. Really liked that line, and how Peter used that as an example of rising up and then you get Kevin Bacon in this. <laughs> yeah. And it was a lot of fun. And I like Christmas. I like cheesy Christmas stuff. I know Sandra doesn't, but 
Oh. <laughs> 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 it reminded me of some of my favorite Doctor Who Christmas specials, and the fact that a Marvel thing did that for me, it felt really nice, and um, I I just enjoyed it. Um, I plan to watch Werewolf by Night sometime soon, or whatever it's called. Yeah, and uh, I hope to catch it soon, especially because it was Michael Giacchino who directed it. Yeah, yes, it was. Yeah, and he's soon going to do his his uh, featured debut. Okay, yeah, he's doing an I- I- indie thing, isn't he? That'll, yeah, that'll be. Good fun. I wonder if it's going to be horror, because he proved that he can do horror and action pretty well. I think it's a war movie, I think. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch it. He, he He's proved himself to be a pretty damn good director, so yeah. Good to hear. Is there any other sort of special that happened this year? Those are the ones that come to mind for me, so I'll hand over to you guys. The only five yeah. I've got listed too, yeah. Um... Yeah. All right, well, do you want to go, Adam? Okay, well... Yeah, bottom of the pack is definitely Legend of the Sea Devils. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can tell it was done under COVID. Mm. Give her a bit of a break for that, but uh, really choppy editing, some massive logic jumps, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, surely Chibnall could have polished those out. He had all the time in the world, surely. <laughs> well, you would have thought. Apparently, it was done at a fairly last minute because mm. he was suddenly told, you've now got okay. to do another one for the uh, centenary. But still, they could have come oh, up yeah. better than this, surely. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, disappointing penultimate for, for Whittaker. But on the plus side, the other two were quite good. For me, yeah. I actually prefer Eve of the Daleks over Power of the Doctor. Oh. Oddly. Mm-hmm. Again, very COVID feel to it. Very restricted. Oh, yeah. But yeah, It's a bottle episode. It is. A bottle special, I guess. But it's done. It's quite good fun. It, it sort of worked logic-wise, sort of. Um, Power of Doctor, great fun, although yeah. I have some issues with it, not least <laughs> the way they dispatched the Doctor. <laughs> uh, I didn't yeah. mind that, but yeah. Yeah, I can, yeah. I bit... completely get and agree with most criticisms towards that episode, but also it was just a lot of fun that I think <laughs> I ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the Master's plan was weird. Different time frames and all that. I don't know why. There, there are issues. But he's in uh, it for the long haul. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> he was having fun with it. Just classic Chibnall things. Yeah. Really. Why was he in two time zones? Why? Anyway. Um, so he could sing the song, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was quite fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, over to Marvel then. Mm. Uh, I did watch Werewolf. By night or werewolf by night, I've got it written here, um, <laughs> and that was good fun. As uh, lay out the concept of these specials, did a really good job. But the best of them, and the top of my list in general, is definitely the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah, okay, which was just brilliant. Oh yeah, obviously James Gunn took the concept of the Star Wars holiday special and made it work, <laughs> made it good, made it 45 minutes rather than three hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really good stuff. Great lines. Excellent. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Good song. Yes. Drax, do you want to save Christmas or do you want a funny little man? <laughs> funny little man? Funny little man. <laughs> yeah. You can't outrun me, Bacon. Anyway, yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> Don't kill him. That was great. Yeah, mine is uh, pretty similar to all of uh, to all of you as well. Mm. Legends of the Sea Devils, right at the bottom. Not <laughs> like not bad, but 
Um, no, it, no, it was kind of bad. Actually, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was kind of bad. The Guardians Holiday Special is actually uh, the lower out of all the ones that I would say are good <laughs> for me because mm. cr- just Christmas stuff. It's like oh, Empire Magic of Christmas. I'm like, shut up. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very, very funny, and the fact that it was like made over a couple of weeks just because I had free time, I think that's yeah. really cool. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun, and I liked how it was a Guardians thing with Peter Quill not being the main character. I thought that was a really, yeah. really yep. good twist. Oh, and I like Peter Quill actually having common sense and some morals. <laughs> yeah, he's grown up a lot. He's grown up a lot. That's human is... trafficking. Get, get him home. <laughs> Which is good. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Uh, not as good as, as Werewolf by Night for me. Mm, um, okay. I really enjoyed that. I loved all the cheesy special effects. I loved how it was black and white. I wish that <laughs> yeah. it was less Marvel and more just weird and grimy because it was very clean and slick, which, which I mean, it's the style. It's the world. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I was potentially a little bit disappointed going into it and all the horror was just an action thing and I was like oh I thought this was going to be something else but anyway it was still really great and the visuals on man thing are just amazing in terms of Doctor Who Power of the Doctor is in second spot for me really enjoyed it felt like a very cheesy 80s action movie uh, didn't entirely make sense, but does not matter. Um, I, I I had a ton of fun with it, but either of the Daleks is my favorite of them. Just really tightly told. Loved those characters that we will only see in that one episode. They were really good fun. Uh, great TARDIS team. Just yeah. just a lot of fun. One that I would rewatch. It, a Whitaker episode that I would rewatch outside of like the three amazing <laughs> ones from season eleven. So mm. yeah. Surprising. I really enjoyed that one. Mm. Uh, and also uh, a mention to a South Park special. South Park, the streaming wars. Only part one, though. Uh-huh. Didn't like part two. Part one was really good because it's like the streaming wars. It's like all the various streaming platforms, except in this world, it's like there's a mountain and there's a river and everyone's kind of splitting up the river and doing different companies and selling <laughs> the water. And that was kind of fun. <laughs> okay. And then they blow up the mountain and it turns into... Never mind. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with that first part, but they did kind of ruin it with part two. It just okay. kind of went all convoluted and <laughs> not fun, which tends to happen whenever South Park tries to do epic stories. Um, but yeah, those what do you mean are the my... stupid comedy can't handle something epic. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know why they keep doing it. I mean, it. like big dumb comedy. I don't mean like stupid as in bad. I just mean like it's meant to be funny, not do an epic scale thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> when they launch into an action sequence, I'm like, what? This is not what I watched this show for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I did not like part two, but I thought that part one was a lot of fun. So, yeah. Um, seems like we're all pretty consistent with the TV specials. Let's get so. into the TV shows themselves. Okay. Um, we were going to do top 20, but just before we started recording, we decided top 15, which means a ton of honorable mentions to mention. Reese, what are your honorables? <laughs> My honorables are... I'll start off with... Cyberpunk Edge Runners, mm. which is not based on, but definitely set in the exact same world as the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. That's correct, I think. Game, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the one with Keanu Reeves in it. Spoilers, <laughs> not really. <laughs> it's in the trailer, <laughs> and uh, I really liked the game. I know it got a bad rap, and it had a terrible launch. You did, yeah, which oh, yeah. really impacted it. And I feel really sorry because all the people putting hard work into it have got that rep now about just the game wasn't good on launch to play, so people didn't really play it. But I did. 
when I tested mm-hmm. positive for COVID and I was isolated for a week and it was really boring. So <laughs> I uh, I played it and I had a lot of fun. There were still bugs, but whatever. I've heard from game developers that it's a miracle any of them work. So I I give them a bit of a mm. a bit of a break. Yeah, crunch time was rough on that one. Apparently. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I heard that too. But yeah, this show. It's amazing how many of the aesthetics are exactly the same. And you see from the character's Mm. point of view, a bit like when you scan for something in the game, you see them scanning for things or you get a warning about a bullet coming in and they get the same warning. So you get a real big Mm. kick out of it. If you played the game, Mm. you recognize some some mechanics that are translated into on-screen stuff. Some of it I felt like it was just gore for gore's sake or... Profanity for profanity's sake, but <laughs> that's anime though. It's anime, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I haven't, I haven't seen much anime. But from what I have, this ranks pretty highly. I quite enjoyed it. Um, I'm being very selective, watching things that I know I'll like, or in a genre like an anime sci-fi, so I know I'll like it. And this yeah, certainly yeah. is one of those. Mm. Well, actually, speaking of animated stuff, I suppose uh, I should just talk about the next two. Uh, I checked out Legends of Vox Machina, which oh, is yeah. based on uh, Critical Role's d and I think it's their second campaign that it's based on. And they, a whole group of voice actors, many of whom are in The Last of Us, and many of whom are just all over the place in games, uh, do the voices for the characters that they originated during a and d campaign, which they streamed on Twitch. Yep. And Amazon really liked the audience they get. Uh, so they decided to animate animate it. And it was a lot of fun. I kind of, I wasn't expecting the route it took. I thought it would be quite solemn and serious, but it is pretty much an action comedy set in medieval times with dragons and all of that. It's really unexpected and quite crass, which at first mm. I was taken aback by, but I really liked because just because I thought it was going to be something very different. <laughs> so worth checking out. Okay. Something I something else that I've seen the entirety of, and I think this is the last season of it. There are only going to be two, and I mentioned the first one last year, but it's Pacific Rim: The Black. Oh yes, and that's set in Australia. Some of the accents sound really fair dinkum, mate, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some of them not so convincing. But yeah, no, it was it was very well done. It, it had the same tension as the first one. Uh, I was more invested in the characters, so maybe there was even more tension, actually. Um, it was it was a good enough story. And like I said, I've probably only seen three or four full seasons of anime, and that was one of them, and it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, the last honorable mention for me is one that I wanted to watch the whole season of, but I only got one episode in, and it's because of the cast, but it's The Devil's Hour, which is on mm. Amazon. And uh, it's got Peter Capaldi, who played the 12th Doctor from Doctor Who. That's where I know him the most and like him the most. And mm-hmm. it's got someone else who's appeared in Doctor Who and all sorts of other things as the main character. And the first episode was fascinating, and I didn't get to watch more. But I'm giving an honorable mention because I am interested. It's very well done. The cast is great. And... I'll give an update maybe later on in normal episodes of the podcast. Yeah, I really want to watch that one too. It looks really fun. So, yeah. It's really well shot and really interesting. And it's kind of psychological thrillery as well as just great scenes between great actors. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Anyone else want to give their honorables? I hand over to you. Okay, can do. Okay. Some honorables then. Um, Full Mankind. Oh, yes. She's mm. the uh, alternate reality space race thing on Apple oh, TV. Oh, that's the yep, Apple yep, yep. thing, yeah. 
God, you're paying for something from Apple? <laughs> uh, I did, although I'm currently back on a f- free three-month trial. Uh, oh, yes. Thanks to... They uh, give out so many of them, it's great. They do, <laughs> actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a really big discount because I needed to buy more storage. I, I use a lot of Apple products. And yeah. they said, hey, look, your cloud service is getting really full. Do you want to buy some more? And I clicked, yeah, okay, I'll buy some more. And then it said, but you could get it cheaper if you also buy Apple TV and our fitness app. So I thought, I don't really want the fitness app, but I'll take the Apple TV at a cheaper price. So I got that <laughs> yeah. at a cheaper price. <laughs> it's actually pretty cheap, the streaming service anyway. So I think it's a £6.99 it yeah. here. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's the cheaper bad. one out of all of them. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's that was okay. It's pretty good. It is starting to stretch credibility. You've got actors every season. It's a decade later. So yeah. You've got actors who are now... But you've got the same ones from season one. Played by people in their 30s, about 60, yeah. <laughs> it's starting yeah. To, to push things a bit, but I don't know what to do next season. I rather enjoyed season one, but then I read the premise of like two and three, and I was like, this feels very silly now compared to how <laughs> yeah. serious season one was. But I do want to catch up. I quite enjoyed it's it. 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 We're now on to, to Mars bases and stuff like that. Yeah. But... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. Orbital uh, hotels. <laughs> Wait, when's it set now? <laughs> I think it's meant to be the 90s. I think season three is the 90s. Right. <laughs> but of course, tech has moved on, so they've all got mobile phones, stuff like that now, because of <laughs> the space race being different. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's right. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's how it works. What else do I want to mention? Uh, toast. Oh, yes. Uh, Stephen Toast, Toast of London. That came back for one which was meant to be set in Hollywood that clearly wasn't filmed there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that the guy who's done an excerpt from Prince Harry's book? Matt Barrett. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved... Um... <laughs> I saw that. I hadn't seen that. It's okay. Okay. Is it... I love Matt Barry. Have you heard yeah. about Prince Harry using Elizabeth Arden cream when he... Uh... Got very cold at his brother's wedding. I don't even know, even know what that is now. <laughs> okay, well, no. it's a certain cream to help when something goes wrong. And uh, he, he put it on a certain appendage and refers to that appendage in a few different ways. <laughs> so Matt Berry decided to read it. <laughs> okay. And I put it on my torture. my torture. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love Matt Berry and everything he does. Yeah. Matt Berry. Yeah. He's great doing these. these... <laughs> Overacted characters, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yep. That was great fun for that to be back. That was, that was early this this last year, rather. Yeah, mm. I will give an honourable mention too to Book of Boba Fett. On the whole, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was pretty bad, but there are a couple <laughs> episodes which are really good. Which couple episodes which were basically Mandalorian two point five? Yeah, oh, they were just Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's been a running joke between me and Sandro for a while now. <laughs> yeah, they come a long way with the old CG for Luke. It looks a lot better. Still uncanny valley, okay. but I still think they should just get Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they don't. Yeah. yeah. They uh, it's because they learned the wrong lesson from Solo. <laughs> <laughs> they're like solo didn't do well because we recast him no that's not why yeah. it didn't do well <laughs> yeah no he was great you rushed it out after your great the last jedi <laughs> yeah yeah they've sworn off recast the enemy now haven't they which is a bit bizarre <sighs> yeah which is silly it is although they did uh that's a spoiler for everyone uh they recast someone in that and that was pretty okay so yeah 
Yeah. Any other mentions here? The Boys. I should mention The Boys. Season three again. As ever, great, great stuff. Uh, very irreverent superhero. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> comedy? I don't know if you call it comedy. Mayhem, maybe. Uh, <laughs> dark. Yeah. Dark yeah. comedy satire. Yeah, it's not that funny. <laughs> no. Yeah, still great, although it doesn't quite make my top 15 because there's so much good stuff this year. Ooh. Yeah, that's fair. So over to you, Sandra. Yeah. For mine, I'll I'll quickly mention stuff that I wanted to watch that would be in my list, but I didn't get around to. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. The Bear. Really, really wanted to watch The Bear. Did not get around to it. Oh, yeah, me too. I've heard a lot about that, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I have uh, was trying to watch it for like months. I just didn't find the time. Mm. The Boys season three didn't catch it. Would probably be in my top list. Didn't watch Umbrella Academy season three. I'm not sure if that would be in my top list. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that season three was a bit of a step down in terms of writing quality, but I mm. still enjoy that show when I want to watch it eventually. Mm. Speaking of Matt Berry, what we do in the shadows did not see the latest season. <laughs> Apparently, it's the best one so far, uh, but did not catch it. Yeah, must catch all of it. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much everything that I was. Hoping to catch, but didn't. Um, mm. My honourable mentions would be... I mean, it's not that honourable, but Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Rings of Power is, like, oh. on my honourable mentions. It was fine. Nothing <laughs> happened, but it looked good. <laughs> it looked okay. <laughs> uh, the book of, Bob, of Boba Fett is also on my list. I Ooh. quite enjoyed it. I like it when Star Wars is incredibly cheesy and nonsense and... Yeah, you don't like Christmas. <laughs> ...borderline cheap. <laughs> For those um, reasons. And so I rather enjoyed particularly the final episode, which was just a bunch of kids oh, yeah. playing with toys, yes. uh, except yeah, yeah. you don't yeah. see the kids. Um, yeah, the the Luke Skywalker stuff looks terrible, but more Ahsoka, oh. so I'll take it. I I, I rather enjoyed it, uh, but I'm also a big fan of Robert Rodriguez, so any weird thing he he does, I, I'm a fan. I was very sick of the volume with uh, yes. with that show, though. I uh, really felt claustrophobic. Oh, I should mention Andor. Yeah. I'm halfway through it. I didn't get to finish it oh. in time. <laughs> I don't know if it would be my show of the year, but it's definitely in my top five. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you got up to the uh, break episode? I'm right in the middle. So uh, some action has happened. I'll say some action okay. has happened. Yeah, yeah. Is that the eye? The I don't know. They just did the 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 heist. Yeah, just after the heist. That's called yeah. the eye. Yeah, that's called the eye. Yeah, yeah. that was okay. fantastic. That was really good. The yeah. best stuff is yet to come. <laughs> oh yeah, it gets even okay. better. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, honorable mention to a Netflix horror show that came out in like January called Archive Eighty One. I mainly watched it because a bunch of episodes were directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, and I love those two. Mm. It's like a um a, a guy is is uh, called to, like, a weird apartment out in the bush um, in the 90s to restore a bunch of VHS tapes. And, oh, maybe the VHS tapes are haunted! It's not that silly, but it's very... It it was very atmospheric, uh, very tense. Um, uh, Did get cancelled a couple weeks after it came out, because, of course, it did. Uh, (laughs) I... It, yeah, because it's Netflix. Um, <laughs> the final the final episode, I didn't love the direction it was going in with the final episode, though, anyway. So I'm not really that angry about it because <laughs> I liked how it ended and I am glad that they didn't continue along that route. But uh, it's mm. a really fun show. And I mean, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, the way that they 
build tension specifically in their episodes they are fantastic uh sci-fi horror directors and speaking of them the one that just misses out on my list in spot 16 is moon knight uh, which they also directed granted their directorial style is nowhere to be seen um they're just behind the camera which is great give them some money disney just give them money um i really enjoyed it but as a fan of the comics, I, I, it's, it, it missed a lot. Should have been rated R. Like it's Moon Knight. Mm. You got to go all out if you're going to do this character. I did not like the final episode. I, the point of Moon Knight oh. is that it's psychological. Don't do what you did in the final episode. I did not enjoy that. But I thought it was really fun. Great acting um, from Oscar Isaac and oh God, uh, and yes. the rest of the supporting <laughs> cast. Pretty fun villain. He was okay. Um, I quite like the sidekicks. I quite like the visuals. It felt very cheap, which I liked. Like it, it looked so much cheaper than every other Marvel thing we've seen <laughs> in recent oh. years. Like there was some not bad CG, but some stuff where I was like, "That looks like an actual TV show, not a Marvel miniseries." <laughs> That's really cool, and I liked that. But yeah, I think it. Uh, the further it went on, the more epic it got, and I just did not. I I thought it just kind of strayed away from the point of Moon Knight. But you know, in season two, uh, which is apparently happening um, as of today, there was some. I don't know. Okay. A light c- confirmations that they're working on it. They might be able to uh, to turn the ship around. But I thought it was pretty good. Uh, a little bit lacking uh, of a few elements that that I thought were great. But that means it's time for some chunks. Race, drop a chunk on us <laughs> <laughs> from above. All right, I'll drop a chunk on you from above, starting with the Book of Boba Fett season one, or probably the only season. That's it. That's, <laughs> yeah. no, that's, that, that's never coming back. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I think you described it perfectly. It felt like a whole lot of uh, kids playing in the sandpit, especially mm-hmm. the final episode. Don't get me wrong. I really liked Tamara Morrison being back. I thought yeah. that was wonderful. I thought the... Um, Cultural hints, even further from what we saw in The Mandalorian for the uh, Tusken Raiders was awesome. The Sand People. Mm, That was good. Yeah. I thought it was really special to see them put the time into making the gaffy stick. And he personally, Tamara Morrison, felt that it was special to do that because it felt like paying homage to his Maori past and like the the, <laughs> the reverence they have for their own culture and New Zealand's quite good at uh, respecting uh, traditional owners. I quite like that he really got involved in having a ceremony go on to make that. There are lots of great moments like that actually. I think that's my favorite bit is when you have Tamora being able to give a great performance, yeah, have some ideas be pursued. The action really lost me. I think that's the biggest thing and so I actually wasn't the biggest fan of the final episode. In many ways, mm-hmm. although, as I said to Sandro in a message after watching it, I said, I should have loved this because it was a Rancor fighting all these different <laughs> robots, yeah, fighting, fighting all the these, Power Rangers on my fight, bikes. Fighting the Power Rangers on bikes, <laughs> speeder bikes. Uh, yeah, look, it was, it was fun, but it just kind of... did lack tension, yeah. It did. Yeah, it kind of lost the point. I feel like the whole show didn't have a point because it yeah. was... <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say because it honestly just felt like a way for them to set up Mandalorian Season 3 without wasting Episodes 1 and 2 to get yeah. to where they are now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When Season 3 is probably going to be epic. It looks epic uh, from the mm. trailers or the one I've seen. But yeah, oh, there's trailers? Um, I've not seen them. There was a trailer for it, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's coming out next month, isn't it? On the 13th, I think. Anyway. Uh, yep. Is it? Yeah. 
I better not date this because I might take forever to edit it. Who knows? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're keeping yourself accountable by dating the episode. I like it. <laughs> I am. Uh, so, That's what I do. <laughs> so that was number 15. At number 14, the most expensive television show in the world, Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. The Rings of Power. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. <laughs> it, was it looked it looked okay. The budget was there. You could tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But money doesn't write a good show, I don't think. <laughs> no. And it was bland. It was slow. The performances were, on the whole, very good. In fact, I can't name mm-hmm. one that was bad. They all sold the situation they were in. Yeah. They were all quite good, but they were just delivering monotonous lines for me. I didn't really like it very much in terms of... Mm dialogue i suppose and and pacing but some of the ideas the concepts were good i mean it's based on a fictional world that has been thought about for many 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 years so they've got a lot of a a large playground to play in so they didn't really have to come up with too many of the concepts but no i've never been the biggest lord of the rings fan anyway to be honest i recognize the uh i say this every time we talk about them i recognize the contribution to cinema that the films had and I recognize mm. the excellent technical achievements in them, the force perspective. I think Peter Jackson is a genius mainly because of those films, but I've never oh, really yeah. been very invested in those films. I don't really care very much, mm. uh, to be honest. And I, I sort of feel the same way about this, but I will give it a go for season two because I think it was an awful lot of setup. And now that it has been set up, I think it's got <laughs> a lot of potential. Yeah, that's that is mm. true. Yeah. Uh, Number 13 is a show I actually watched in one day because it's a miniseries with five episodes. And I watched it because it stars Charlie Cox, but it's called oh, Treason. I saw that on Netflix and I was like, I need to watch that. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it's um, it's quite good. It's also got, I know her as Rob Stark's wife from Game of Thrones. That's how I know her the <laughs> oh, most. Yes. She's also uh, Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter. Uh, it was quite good. I-, I could tell it was trying to go for a bodyguard. Speaking of Rob Stark. The Bodyguard Netflix show. Oh, with yeah. Keely yeah, yeah. Hawes right. and all yeah. of that. Like the political... Oh, yeah. Which um... I thought was very... Yeah, political. It's very political. Yeah. It, uh, Charlie Cox plays the deputy head of, the, of MI6, and then the head of MI6, who is um, another Game of Thrones guy. Well, he's in a lot, but um, Mance Raider. Do you remember him from Game of Thrones? Raider. Up north, King of the Wildlings. Oh, yeah, he's Oh, great. yes, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, he gets poisoned, but not fatally, so he's incapacitated for a bit. And then an ex-lover of uh, Charlie Cox's character tries to blackmail him from then on, and I won't spoil any more, because that's all set up in the first episode. And it was quite good. It was well acted. It looked pretty uh, high budget, and it was shot wonderfully. There was a twist at the end in the final episode. It's also got Alex Kingston in it, by the way. Ooh. Mm. And there was a twist at the end, which I respected because I didn't see it coming but I don't know if I liked it, if that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the M. Night Shyamalan effect. (laughs) Yeah. Not that out there. It's it's just a choice that they... I was sitting there thinking, they could make that choice. Are they going to make that choice? Oh, they did make that choice. Okay, that takes this in a different direction I wasn't expecting. Mm. And it's a strong choice. It's a good choice to a degree in terms of drama, but I didn't know how I felt about it, and I still don't. But it's well worth watching. It's five episodes. It's, It's a good watch. And then another Netflix thing... The final season of Lock and Key comes in at number 12. <laughs> oh, I forgot I that was out. Yeah. I liked it. It was fun. Probably the 
weakest. <laughs> but okay, good. compared to season one, it's weaker than season one. Um, I liked season one because I didn't know much about it, so it was my introduction. Yeah, okay. so I was really invested. But maybe if you, because you knew about all the keys and all of that, mm-hmm. you're like, oh yeah, I've seen this sort of idea. I've seen this, that, and the other. But um, yeah, oh, I don't know. Maybe not the weakest. I, I honestly can't remember all of season one. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it was quite good. I I liked it. I don't know. That show just found a soft spot in my heart, and it was nice to send it off and it was actually a good send off too Mm. it's it's cheesy like the first two seasons i found it had a few moments of cheesiness but it the tension was there and again i think we talked about it it wanted to aim for a family audience but the (laughs) comics are not much darker exactly (laughs) yeah so i could see where it wanted the comics would have just let rip but the show couldn't Mm -hmm. and i could still feel that but it was still quite good yeah okay and then the final bit for my first chunk of TV shows is She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I love Tatiana Maslany, especially because of Orphan Black, which if anybody has not mm. seen that show, please no. go and watch, watch it. Go. It's the best. Uh, I haven't, <laughs> it's so yeah, good. I haven't seen the, lo- the end of it, but I must uh, yeah, get back to that. Oh, the final season is like, it, it's one of the only shows that, that I think has stuck the landing like perfectly. Wow. It, it really, really did a good job in the uh, in the final few episodes. Mm. Okay, I must watch it. And got a sequel coming too. But yeah. Oh yeah, with uh, Christian Ritter. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Cool. But yeah, if anyone hasn't seen that, go and watch it. So when they cast her in this show, I was like, oh, good. The acting is going to be brilliant, <laughs> and it was. I didn't know what to expect from the writing. I heard she was like a Hulk version of Deadpool, and yes. she kind of is. Yeah, she's she's a lot of fun. She breaks the fourth wall. I really liked how they did the finale, especially. I think the whole thing could have fallen down if they didn't do it that way. <laughs> yep. Have we all seen it? Yeah, yeah. I okay. I don't know if we should spoil it in this episode. Though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I won't. But I'll I'll just say if they didn't do which one of the main comic writers has said is exactly what they do in comic book format. If they hadn't oh, yeah. done that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. then it probably would have fallen apart. So I'm glad yeah. they were so loyal to the character because it was just <laughs> turning into a bit of a over-the-top mess of heroes fighting villains and too many of them, and it was getting yeah. too busy, yeah. and she knew it. I blame Kevin. Yeah, I bl- Exactly, blame <laughs> Kevin. It's what Kevin wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and where are the X-Men? <laughs> that was great. I liked that yeah. a lot. Uh, so... I don't want to just go to the finale as the highlight, but there there are lots of other things I liked, such as, and this will only mean something to Sandra and a few other listeners, but the villain from season six of Arrow being hilarious in this. <laughs> it was so funny. It was. I was like, you're like, you are the best villain Arrow ever had because you were actually scary and now you're yes. being silly. What is this? Yes. <laughs> uh, it was, it was pug. And then he was terrifying yeah. in Arrow, but in this, he was pug. And he, he bought, Two of the Iron Man 3 so he can wear one and then keep one as a collectible. <laughs> <laughs> for, his, for his joggers. That was funny. So, yeah, I'd, not too much to say. It's, it's, yeah, good fun. Comedy with a bit of drama and the return of a great Netflix character who's now in the fold of the MCU. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mm, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Seeing as you went after me and you often go after me, Adam, do you want to go next? Okay. Number 15, then. It is... Mm. House of the Dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, the Game of Thrones 
spin-off or prequel That's or whatever low. you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, it took me a fair while to get into it. Okay. Mm. And it is not helped by the fact that you have cast changes left, right, and center. <laughs> Every second episode. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. You wanted more episodes of Ty Tennant doing exactly what he did. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we don't want to see that. But anyway, I think it... <laughs> it's definitely Game of Thrones. It feels like Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. But on a slightly smaller scale. But then I suppose we should compare it to season one of Game of Thrones, which was also oh, yeah. 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 on a smaller scale. Oh, yeah. Some of it's pretty tacky now, actually. The first season. <laughs> yeah. It looks yeah. cheap now. It's surprising. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like the joust at the first episode. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really small scale. Yeah. And I, I just brought that up so I can quote Robert Baratheon. Start the bloody joust before I piss myself. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the season, it had got me, but uh, I look forward to season two of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and uh, see where they go with it. Oh, yeah. Now they're finally getting towards a bit of, a bit of war. <laughs> I guess... It was similar to Lord of the Rings in that it was just a lead up to oh yeah something that's going to be amazing for season two I think well maybe not for Lord of the Rings we'll see but for <laughs> House of the Dragon yeah. then yeah yeah number fourteen then is tricky to get hold of here but Quantum Leap okay. the <laughs> continuation mm-hmm. the new series the sequel the whatever you want to call it of course it's still going so I'm only talking about the first nine episodes so I think is it ten episodes now it's Fairly faithful to the original. It's the same basic concept. That's good. We've got more characters. We've got more regular cast, not just the two of them. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot more stuff happening in our world, in where we are now. And that gives it an extra dimension. But yep. it does lack some of the humour of the hmm. original. Okay. Uh, the hologram character, is she's not trying to be Al, rightly so, but... We're missing in that sort of character, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where it goes, but it's paying a lot of homage to the original. The whole overarching storyline is about what happened to uh, to Al's daughter oh, and okay. stuff like that. Uh, yeah. If it you haven't promise. seen the original, do you think it would it would work? Or because the arc is about that, then is it mainly just for I people think- who have seen the original? I think it would work because it's still pretty much action adventure of the week. It's still Ben, in this case, going back in time, having to fix what once went wrong. Yep. So, yeah, you can watch it on that level. And then you can just, you know, this other stuff is happening in the background. It doesn't probably matter too much to you. But I don't know. I think they're, they're trying to, as ever, try to do that fine line of make it accessible, but include the, the old audience too. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Number 13, now lucky for some, is The Rings <laughs> of Power. Hey. Ooh. Yeah. Now, I actually preferred this, clearly, to House of Dragon. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people think, what? You're talking, you're mad. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's a very different sort of thing. It is not having uh, characters beheaded and it's not, <laughs> it's not that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Watching characters uh, do things out of windows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, thinking uh, about doing things, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's a much more family-friendly thing than uh, House, <laughs> yeah. House of the Dragon. But I really enjoyed it. It Again, it took a long time to get going for me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. End of episode five? <laughs> yeah, it's quite a running theme, actually, this year of some of these series taking a while to get going. So yeah. House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, there will be at least one more series coming up, which took a while to get Ooh. going. <laughs> you could probably guess what that may be. I think I know which one it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it really did pay off, and uh, I really liked the the twists at the end with who characters are. For a long time, you're pretty sure there's this one character who who turns out to be exactly who you think it is. But they do do a little thing of, oh, maybe he's not. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe somebody else. And um, but it made so much sense from the beginning. Yeah, given his profession. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to season two of that. Uh, number twelve, then it's She-Hulk. Mm. Ah, which okay. Is- Probably, is it the only Marvel series I've watched all the way through this year? Maybe. Wow. Okay. I unfortunately I did give up with Moon Knight. Oh, I gave I gave up with um, oh what's her name? Miss mm. Marvel. Miss Marvel. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I must get back to them. It's not helped by the fact that I only tend with these streaming services. I sign up for a month at a time. Yeah. 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 I sign up and I immediately cancel. So it doesn't just roll on and on and on. Yeah, smart. So for things like Star Wars, I will sign up and I will stay signed up for that two-month period or whatever. Mm-hmm. Resubbing <laughs> after the month goes up. But then for anything else, I won't necessarily resub. So I might see the beginning of it and not the end. Yeah. It's okay. been very much the case. So this trend of waiting until episode five to get really good is actually annoying for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But She-Hulk... I got a lot of hate, yeah. but I really enjoyed it. From exactly the sort of people who hated her in the show. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very smart. There's definitely some uh, not subtle meta commentary in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of the CG did look a bit off, particularly on <laughs> She-Hulk. But Oh, well, but we know why, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. It's because Marvel's been rushing their artists. Take your time, studio. We'll watch it anyway. Yeah, stop releasing so much stuff a year. Yeah, they they rush it. They don't give enough money to the people. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It is a problem. But still, great series. Uh, Again, look forward to see where they go with that, particularly (laughs) with that ending. (laughs) I suppose they sort of ignore that and just carry on as if that didn't happen. I don't know. No, she'll have, she'll know about it. Everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I bet in a crossover when Deadpool's finally in it, yeah, he'll say, Oh, you've met Kevin too. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Cause they haven't announced the second season. I mean, they no. aside from Loki, most of these aren't getting mm. one anyway, but, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see her show up in someone else's movie or show and do the same thing. That will be odd. I, I, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't see it happening in an Avengers film, could you? I don't know how they'd. No, <laughs> aside from like a post-credit sequence, but yeah, yeah, that that is Marvel's uh, both blessing and curse. In you've got so many different styles. Yeah, how you make the mesh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really knocked it out of the sails of all the Avengers directors. Um, like, you know, Joss Whedon was exhausted after Age, Age yeah. of Ultron. Then the Russos were like, that was the biggest movie we've ever made or the f- biggest two movies we've ever made. We're just yeah. going to go do something else now. <laughs> yeah. You need to take a year or two off after that, I'm sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, and my last one from this chunk is number 11. Mm. It's His Dark Materials. Ah, third and final season. How, oh. how, so I've read the book. I haven't seen the show. Mm. How did they do this? <laughs> <laughs> how did they do this one? Without spoilers, obviously, but like. Yeah. Normally this would be higher on my list. Yeah. They, they did a, a pretty decent job with it. Okay, good. But <laughs> a lot of stuff they didn't explain, really. If you hadn't read the uh. book, I'm not sure you'd really understand. Like, the, I can't even remember the, the, the race of the cats, the, the little spy characters. Mm-hmm. They are there, but I don't know if they even get named properly. They're just... Wow, okay. There's Azrael's agents, the Malefas. They're there, work fine, but again, it's just left this one character's with them doing seemingly not very much most of the time. It works better in a book. Yeah, okay. And uh, as for the the final fate of the authority it is it there in the tv series but doesn't get explained or i don't think they even name who it is you have to know i think uh, that's who it is cowards you cowards hbo <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a bit weird it's just yeah, suddenly oh this character is gone who was it nobody seems to care or mention it it's just it happened. Okay. And that was it. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. I was so excited to see how they would adapt this. That's a shame. Oh, well. But yeah. it's still fairly high in your list, though. So that is good. It's still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great performances from, from our right. main two, four leads, I suppose, really. All, all, all those <laughs> characters are great. Um, yeah. And, yeah, we get to see a few old characters come back because of the, the, what happens in it. And, uh, yeah, it's a fitting end, although... It feels like they could have been a little bit better about it. I don't quite know how they would have done it. <laughs> Maybe just not chicken out of some of the uh, <laughs> yeah aspects, but it's certainly a lot better than it would have been had they continued with the Golden Compass film oh, series. Oh, uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. That was, yeah. The end would have been entirely different then. Um, yeah. At least the end was basically the same. It's just downplayed <laughs> yeah okay that's kind of yeah. like what they d- did with the ending of preacher i think uh which funnily enough pretty similar endings um yeah yeah they kind of downplayed it a little bit but in the cheesy over the top gross out way that preacher always does <laughs> stuff <laughs> no <laughs> yeah not serious i must finish i didn't see mm. the final season that yeah it's good mm. stuff it's good fun okay well that's my first chunk all right, I'll uh, I'll do my first chunk then. Um, I forgot to mention Obi Wan Kenobi is not even in my top twenty. I thought it was bad. Uh, number fifteen. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. I did not enjoy that at all. Um, well, there were some <laughs> moments in the episodes that I thought were good, but it was like you clearly came up with the idea of, hey, we can get this actor back, and then you wrote a show. Whereas with Andor, <laughs> you wrote a show and then went, oh, but what if this was the main character? And that's how you make stuff, I think. That's the creative way to do it, whereas Obi-Wan, I thought, was devoid of creativity. Um, number 15. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> number 15 goes to Miss Marvel. Uh, Miss Marvel and Moon Knight, back-to-back mm. in my list, are really... Fun. So, so, you know, I've said it constantly. My favorite superhero is Spider-Man. Um, mm-hmm. The closest mm-hmm. uh, character 
uh, to Spider-Man in the comics, particularly in recent years, has been Miss Marvel because she's also yep. uh, in high school. She's just a big fan of superheroes. She's just fun. And it's just really, really fun. And I thought that this yeah. show, particularly the first, I want to say two episodes, were just so... Oh. So good. I loved um, the fresh visual aspect with yep. just small stuff like she's texting and how they represent that on the screen was so different to everything else. <laughs> Iman Villani as Kamala Khan is perfect. Hard to believe it. it's a first thing because yeah. she's she's incredible and like on the same level. In fact, I I would say maybe even a better actor than like most of the leads of these Marvel shows because she's just <laughs> so much more believable and fun and just a joy to watch. Yeah. The problem with Miss Marvel, I think I love the family dynamic, I love the high school dynamic, but what I did not love was the plot and the villains. <laughs> We're boring. Uh, the villains in particular, um, the villain that we spend the most time with in the episode, because there's like kind of like two villain plots going back and forth. One yeah. for the first few episodes. That was fun. It was fine. The actors from Orange is the New Black, she's great. I enjoyed it. Uh, but the other villains were boring, and I did not care for them uh, at mm. all. They were incredibly dull, uh, and the pacing was off. This, potentially True. the same with Moon Knight, should have been a movie. Just just make this a movie because you're drawing out stuff that doesn't need to be drawn out. You're putting uh, cliffhangers in weird spots. There was an episode <laughs> yeah. in particular here yeah. where it was like 20 minutes of this episode should have just been its own episode. And then we went back and it's like, okay, f- for the second half of this episode, it's going to be another episode. But we're not going to get an ending. Like there wasn't a, a kind of beginning, middle and ending was that after the visions of various things and then it went back to modern day and then suddenly, oh, there's an attack of something? Yeah, it was just, yeah. what? What was <laughs> the pacing here? It felt like yeah. it was written as a four or five hour long movie and then just randomly cut up <laughs> into like, okay. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't that. You direct this part, you direct this part, you direct this part. It didn't feel like a cohesive miniseries, which is what I think these Marvel shows kind of need to do uh, to succeed, to prove that they need to be shows and not movies. Unfortunately, I don't think this one really did well with that, but uh, it was still a lot of fun and I love the family dynamic and that's like half of the show. So half of the show I thought was great. The other half I was like, eh, take it or leave it. Um, I'm very keen for the Marvels now though. I was a bit unsure about what that would be like just because... Uh, I was like, you're introducing a character and then she's immediately becoming a main character in a movie. No, great. Cannot wait. It's going to be good fun. But Iman Villani opposite Alison... Not Alison Brie. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Brie Larson. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, oh, what's, who's the actress that plays Monica? Uh, something Skies. I can't remember what her... Yeah. But that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. That will be good fun. So, yeah, that's my number 15. Um, Really good. A few small nitpicks here and there. Uh, My number 14 is potentially the longest name show I've ever listed on any of my lists. On Netflix, it's called The Woman in the House Across the Street from (laughs) the Girl in the Window. Yes. What? (laughs) Okay. Netflix uh, parody starring Christian Bell, who, you know, I'm a big fan of, as 
I rate it just for the name. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the name and I went, this can't be real. I watched the trailer <laughs> and like in the trailer, it's so corny. Um, the, the tagline is, when it rains, she pours. <laughs> like, this is, what? <laughs> what is this? So I um, <laughs> I immediately watched it and it is so, it, it's one of the funniest things I've seen this year. It's just a, so it's a parody of like those trashy novels of like a middle-aged uh, usually housewife, she's like people watching and she, oh, she discovers a murder or something. Or, oh, <laughs> she is involved in this psychological thriller adventure thing. Oh my God, they're actually going to do it. Oh, they did it. Oh God, there's a murderer next door. Exactly. It's just that. And it is so, they take the absolute piss out of it. And it is amazing. It's so, it also plays it as straight as possible. There are jokes. <laughs> like for example, she had a daughter who was no longer a around a lot of trauma she plays it quite straight but the reason why the daughter is no longer around is the stupidest thing ever it is one of the funniest scenes i've seen in there in a in anything this year i absolutely loved it but but they played it so straight that it's gotten quite a mixed reaction because people don't know what this is and that makes it better i love parodies that trick audiences into thinking that it's legitimate because it's it's great it's so fun it's like oh no she's scared of the rain so every time she walks out in the rain she just like collapses and like crawls the other side of the street it's just ridiculous (laughs) she's such an alcoholic that like her fruit bowl is just filled with corks it's just it's just this <laughs> this large amount of corks every episode. It's it's so it's so silly. And the final episode mm. features a fight sequence that is just what? How did they get away with this? I don't know. It's amazing. If you want a fun time, the girl in the house across the street. No, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. <laughs> uh it's okay. it yeah. it's so it came out of nowhere and it didn't do yeah. well, but I love it. <laughs> well, again, I, I write the name because there's always the girl with the dragon tattoo or the house at the end mm. of the street or something like that. It's, I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The girl in the window is um, the Amy Adams one, I think, that I watched. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, yeah, it's a, it's like a parody of that, Gone Girl, that sort of stuff. Um, those mm. oh, The Gone Girl is a good example, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Number 13. Probably mm. low for a lot of you, but Stranger Things season four comes in at number thirteen. Mm. I it, it's good. Uh, it is good. I enjoyed it. Probably my least favorite season though. Oh wow! Okay. This show Ooh. from season one <laughs> onwards, it's kind of gone downhill for me. I love season one. I think season one's amazing. The show got too popular. And I think the cast got too popular and I think the egos got too popular and just stuff in this season. I'm like, oh, that could be so good, but it's not. Why isn't it? The editing also, big downhill from this season. It was edited like a trailer for the first like three episodes. And I don't know why they decided to do that. Everything was a music montage. I don't get it. But it's the 80s. But we got a really cool villain this season. Mm. Yeah. The few characters who actually got character arcs had amazing ones. Sadie Sink, absolutely oh, incredible yeah. this yes. season. Yeah, yeah. The budget, yeah. uh, fantastic. The visuals. The gore. The, yeah, it's rated <laughs> MA in Australia now. The show has grown up. As much as I love the horror in season one, I do like that they stepped up the level of gore and scares in this season. I think that was really cool. Mm. Great, great like throwback to to Elm Street and various stuff. I thought that was a lot of fun. The eleven backstory stuff I don't care about, but I Aww. I there's some great stuff in there. Mm-hmm. But characters like 
Finn Wolfhardney, give him something, please. (laughs) (laughs) Two seasons of him doing nothing. Noah Sharp, nothing, gets nothing in this season. Oh, he gets to look unhappy a few times. (laughs) Yeah, and like... They're better actors than some of the people who get story arcs. Give them the story <laughs> arc. Charlie Heaton gets nothing. Joe Keery, oh, amazing, so as per usual. <laughs> Maya Hawk, amazing, as per usual. But, like, give them something else, please. That's uh, kind of... I thought Maya was great this season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think, um, like, she gets a lot of stuff to do, which is good. Mm. But the balance is off. It's, it's, particularly if every episode's a movie... Like, you have time to give everyone things to do. Uh, and they didn't. Um, I do think the episode length was perhaps too too, too ambitious. Especially the last two. The la- Yeah. <laughs> did get mad. Yeah. Last episode did not need to be three hours long. I mean, a lot happened and it was good to watch, <laughs> but come on. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing where season five goes. For me, I, again, think it's going to continue in that it'll be my least favorite season, as every new season has been my least favorite season of the show. I just think it kind of goes down and down. But uh, I still think it's really good, and I really enjoy it. I mean, it's high up in my list. I just, there's a lot of things in it where I'm like, ah, but season one was so good. Go back to that, please. (laughs) (laughs) But still fantastic. I love it. Great show. And also introduced a bunch of young kids to... (laughs) Introduced a bunch of young kids to running up that hill. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They went and checked out the rest of her music, did not like it or get it, but great, at least running up that hill <laughs> is now popular. <laughs> Give Kate Bush more streams. She's amazing. Yes. Great art artist. Uh, love that this weird song from the 80s got popular <laughs> because of Stranger Things. Perfect. Love it. Up it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And then they, they heard Wuthering Heights and were like, what is this? <laughs> this isn't so TikTok friendly. <laughs> what, is, what is any of this? Uh, so that is number 13. Low for some, but I still did enjoy my time with it a lot. Yeah, it it's just some, some small <laughs> issues. Number 12 is a show that Reese introduced me to. Ooh. Abbott Elementary. Ah, mm. awesome. Mockumentary sitcom on Disney Plus uh, about a bunch of teachers at a Philadelphia public school uh, and all the various stuff that they get up to. Very funny, uh, very wholesome, very heartfelt. I just, I loved it. All the acting's amazing. Um, You care about every character, even though a bunch of them are annoying. Felt like early days Brooklyn Nine-Nine for me. Yeah, yeah, it was like a new kind of Brooklyn Nine-Nine because that, particularly the last season, uh, left a, a kind of hole in like the wholesome sitcom thing. Uh, <laughs> and now we've got this and I think yeah. it, it, it it filled that hole quite nicely. If you want a nice time, mm-hmm. uh, unlike most of the things on my list, watch Abbott Elementary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that one's all thanks uh, to Reese. And then I recommended it to Rob, and Rob was like, hey, this was really good. So slowly hey. getting everyone to watch that show. It's uh, it's great. It's mm-hmm. on season two now, but I have only seen season one, um, but I did really enjoy it. Yeah. And the, my number 11, speaking of things that mm. are unsettling and weird, goes to Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, season one okay. uh, on channel four. They got a TV show. Don't, don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, like 10 plus years ago on YouTube was like these... Very odd uh, short films, kind of like um, Sesame Street, but if it was directed <laughs> by David Lynch and it was weird puppets and then gore with the puppet. Very odd stuff. 
very odd. Uh, they got a TV yeah. show on Channel 4. But I remember that episode of Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> Australian comedian Sam Campbell helped write. What? That's weird. I Very odd. Uh, it's great. It's really, really, really fun. It's, it is... Yeah, like Sesame Street, David Lynch, weird, like absurdist, borderline ho- horror, but with a bunch of uh, puppets. Really fun. Um, uh, there's one episode in particular, I forget which number it is, but it's called Family, because each episode kind of tackles different topics, um, because mm-hmm. it's all about uh, they're in their house, these three characters. There's the red guy, who's just a tall red guy, there's the yellow guy. <laughs> He's a short yellow guy. And then there's the duck. He's the duck. Um, They are in their house. Uh, None of them are really friends. They're just kind of weird puppet characters. And then another weird puppet character will come in and be like, I'm going to talk to you about transport. I'm a train. (laughs) And then they sing a song. (laughs) And then they go on a really messed up adventure. Um, There was one episode about family that was the scariest thing I've seen this year. Really unsettling. Uh, very uh, effective, and I love p- puppetry as well. So seeing puppetry on this level was uh was really fun. So yeah, if you liked the um the YouTube show from back in the day, this is a pretty good continuation. And I I don't know how this got. Why did they get a Channel Four TV show? I don't understand how this was made. <laughs> like, it's very <laughs> odd that this is even a thing. Uh, but it's yeah, it's really cool. It was muddy. <laughs> <laughs> really, really weird that they got this, but I'm glad that they did because uh, it works really well and is weird for weird people like me. That's my first chunk. <laughs> uh, Reese, what's your second chunk? Shows like that explain why you voted for the uh, legalized marijuana party in the recent state election. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> and thank you. We got a progressive upper house. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> second chunk. Obi-Wan Kenobi at number 10. Mm, I liked it, probably liked the bits you didn't. There's not too much to say. (laughs) (laughs) I I just liked everyone. I liked the people who returned returning. Um, There were Mm -hmm. certainly some bits that were a bit tacky is the wrong word, but there was a chase scene in episode three, maybe episode two, where the person being chased who, mild spoilers, is young Princess Leia. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and the person chasing her runs into a branch and it just didn't look convincing at all. And <laughs> yeah. No. There are a few things like that that didn't work, but I, I liked so many other things that it did work for me and it was it was fun. Um, I haven't seen Rebels, but I liked what I've seen no. of the Inquisitors in this. Mm. I, I just liked that stuff. It was a good show for me. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know what much else to say. Number nine is a completely out of the blue in terms of genre and probably even target audience. But I watched it mainly because it's got a cast member who's been cast in the new era for Doctor Who, and that is Heartstopper. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I did want to watch that. It's uh, based on a graphic novel, a teen's gra- graphic novel, and it's it's set in a high school somewhere in England, and it's about a young man discovering his sexuality where he's finding out that he, he might not be straight after all. He's thinking he may be gay and he ends up being bisexual. And it's about, it's a few different characters discovering the sexuality or growing up because it, it's it's such a tame, innocent show compared to some other things that contains discussion of sexuality because it's, it's teens in high school. 
uh, or secondary school or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, which makes it a bit, I don't know, a bit more charming because it's such a big deal to hold hands with them or, oh, that was my <laughs> second kiss in my life or something like that. And I watched it mainly for Yasmin Finney, who's mm. going to be <laughs> in Doctor Who, but I really liked the rest of the cast. And I think Joe mm. Locke has been cast in a Marvel thing Oh, coming up. So... Awesome. I think he has, or he's in talks, so that's awesome. He's one of the two main characters. But, yeah, it's it's a charming show. It's, in many ways, got a lot of the same... Oh, that's what it was. It was uh, Coven of Chaos with uh, Agatha. Oh, yes. Yep, yep, yep. But it's got a lot of the same visual... Not exactly the same, but takes moments to put in nice visual elements like Ms. Marvel. A lot of illustrations done in the same style as the graphic novel as well, so that's quite... Mm. Uh, cute for fans who saw some of the illustrations that looked uh, like the the books that they read. So um, it's a younger audience show. It's charming. It it looks quite nice. It's feel good. The cast is excellent. Mm. Again, I watched it for one of the cast members, and I ended up liking all of them. They're all very mm. good. Is it kind of like sex ed- sex education, but <laughs> not? Sex education. Um, <laughs> younger audience, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but, but for a younger audience? I don't think so. Um, okay. Just because it, it's a bit quirkier than that. It's got, um, it pauses and puts in little visuals, like it's just got little floating illustrated love hearts over some things, or it's got butterflies <laughs> when they're feeling nervous, things like that. Actually, having said that, this is way too late for an honourable mention, but there wasn't a new season this year as well, but I also watched Sex Education because of the cast, because of Shitty Gutwell, who's going to be the new Doctor, yeah. and mm-hmm. loved it to bits. It's, Every episode was excellent. Oh, really? Okay. It's amazing. I remember when I put it in like my top five when it first came out, everyone was like, what? <laughs> and now... You just wanted to see the nude stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and now everyone's like, oh, hey, it is good. Still not watched it. It's, a- <laughs> it, it's very good. Shitty is excellent. Uh, Asa Butterfield is awesome. Yeah, I, I love that show. The storylines go in directions I didn't expect and absolutely loved. I would have put it in my list if there was a new season this year, but there mm. wasn't. Oh, and oh, what's her name? Uh, she was in Death on the Nile. Oh, uh, Emma Mackey. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing. She is I love her so incredible. Much. Anyway, that's a completely different show. <laughs> Not out this year, but I, I suppose it, it could be an introduction to a sort of school drama <laughs> and then the older you get you end up watching sex education maybe <laughs> um it does feel creatively and aesthetically different though but yeah i suppose you could make a comparison there yeah okay um so that was uh, number nine and at number eight is star trek strange new worlds hey. oh yeah i loved this <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah the cast is excellent Edson mount might be my favorite star trek Captain. Big call, but a good one. It is a big call, especially because I haven't seen most of the other shows. (laughs) I've only really seen TOS and Next Gen and uh, Discovery. Uh, So I I feel like I'm jumping around between favorite captains a lot because I did say Saru was one of my favorite captains. Yeah, Saru's pretty good. Uh, He is. He is good. But this felt like good old-fashioned, not just Star Trek, but it is very old-fashioned Star Trek, but good Mm old-fashioned sci-fi as well. Yeah. Just... Lots of fun, occasionally some really high tension, but just kind of adventure of the week. And I didn't mm. realize how much I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, and the cast is excellent. And the budget, I loved. It was like TOS with a budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, really good stuff. Loved it. I know I did see some discussion from fans of the classic series just 
whinging that it isn't identical in some ways in some scenes yeah. or this this yeah. technology didn't do exactly what it did in frame number 437 of episode 12 of season two. How dare you? And I'm just like, chill. <laughs> it's yeah. still good. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I liked it a lot. And again, I'm often putting Marvel shows quite highly. And at number seven, mm-hmm. we have Miss Marvel. Oh, yeah. I really liked it. I, I think I don't disagree with Sandro's assessment of the villain, but all the villains and the pacing, but mm-hmm. everything else just worked so excellently for me. I thought Iman Vellani was excellent as Kamala Khan. I just love that Kamala Khan is getting more attention because that character deserves it. It is, it is a joyful character, just like um, Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's a bit vindictive maybe as part of why I'm happy that it's getting attention because when they first launched the character, Bigots decided to boycott it and badmouth it and the, really, the yeah. comic sales didn't do too well and they cancelled the run, even though it's oh, a wow. superb run. Mm. I really liked it. It's some of the few comics I've read from day one, actually, sort of thing. And uh, I really like them. And the, the adaptation from the pages in terms of tone and aesthetic felt spot on. Yeah. I think it did fall down in pacing. It did fall down. I, d- I just didn't care about the villains. Um, I wasn't interested in the villains. I just wanted more Iman getting into awkward situations with the culture shock between her family and the, the Western life she lives in America. Mm-hmm. I, I just liked that sort of dynamic. I, I thought it was really good. I think, again, I like with uh, Lord of the Rings, there was a lot of setup, and I think she's going to be great mm. in the Marvels. I think maybe if they do a season two, uh, maybe they'll have the time to flesh out some of the bits that didn't quite work in this season in terms of pacing. I'm I'm not sure. They might not do another season. These might just be pilots for the characters who then cross over in the films. Again, I'm not too sure how I feel about Marvel shows, honestly, because it was so good on the big screen for so long. And I thought maybe during the height of COVID and COVID restrictions and before we got the excellent vaccines, that's why they were doing the shows. And then it would be better to get back on the big screen again. That, I've got mixed feelings about the shows in many ways, hmm. except I had a lot of fun with this one. Yeah. Yeah. A TV series is different, different animal, really. You can do more storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, you can. But they the aren't TV somehow. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Some of them have done the, the fine line between a TV show and then connecting to a universe that has been mainly films quite well. Some of them mm-hmm. haven't. I yeah, think. definitely. Yeah. And a complete change of pace for episode six in that it had a very good pace throughout the whole thing i thought uh was severance season mm. one do you need to watch that yes oh you do it's yeah. very good i'll be it as vague as i can then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ben still is a very good director oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. yeah surprised to see his name yeah yeah i love the aesthetics of this i love the cast i didn't know what to expect i didn't know a thing about it yeah nor me I didn't know how to feel either all the way through it. Like it seems so benign, <laughs> but then also so tense at the same time. Mm. It's a great contrast. And I think that's the whole point of it. Do you know the concept, Sandro? I do. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I think it plays with contrast throughout the whole thing. The contrast of the people at work and their lives and the people at home and their lives <laughs> And the contrast between such a benign office job in a mystery where you just don't know where it's going, you mm-hmm. don't know how to feel, you don't know if it's supposed to be ominous, 
And if there are ulterior motives that are really dark or not, or if it's just a simple... I just don't know. Every turn, every episode, I was just like, is this going to turn into a thriller? Is this just going to be sort of a really weird comedy with really awkward laughs? What's it going to be? <laughs> and I just, I didn't know. And it was excellently done throughout. Yeah. The actors knew exactly what to do, but their characters were so clueless. And it's brilliant because of that. I really liked it. I'm staying vague. <laughs> I really hope there is a season two. I'm sure there will be. Yeah, it better be. I think it has been, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's been renewed, yeah. 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 Good. Yeah, no, it's a very good show. And um, anyone who hasn't seen it, and again, it's probably tricky for people to get, or some people might not think it's worth it because it's on Apple Plus, Apple mm. TV, or whatever it is. I think it's worth it. Very interesting. And here's something that I was surprised I quite like the idea of. Someone suggested Adam Scott should play Mr. Fantastic in um, yep, in the MCU, and I agree. Yep, I can see it. Yep, he's good. Yep. He can do the, do the, the comedy and the drama really well, so yeah. Yeah, that works. he can. I can see it. <laughs> so that's, it. that's the end of my second joke. <laughs> All right, over to Adam then. Yeah. So number 10 is, yeah, 10. Mm-hmm. Ghosts UK version, mm. the... BBC comedy series back for season four, I think it was this past year. Excellent. And really good stuff. As ever, they keep finding new and fun ways to have a bunch of characters we shared literally stuck in a house to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) And also a really good Christmas special as well this Mm. past year. Quite a tearjerker, actually. I heard it was very sad. (laughs) Yeah, which is (laughs) bizarre. It is a comedy, but... Often the best comedies do have those moments of pathos yeah. to them. and the, Definitely. Yeah, definitely does that. Yeah, mm. and I'm really pleased they've got a fifth season. I keep thinking it's every season's going to be the final season. <laughs> so maybe five will be the final season this year, but I don't know. They're really good stuff. I didn't get very f- far with the US version, but... Uh... <laughs> Aside from Rose MacGyver being the lead, I, I don't... Yeah, it doesn't look good. <laughs> Oh. I've heard it actually finds its feet fairly quickly and starts oh, going okay. quite good. All right. Like the, the US version of The Office, once once they start ditching the UK scripts and just do their own thing, ah. it becomes okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe the trailer was just all the UK stuff, which is why I didn't find it very appealing. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. But uh, I definitely recommend Ghosts UK. Number nine, then, it's Star Trek. And there's yeah. only one Star Trek, which is... Worthy. You know, should be in the top ten. Um, <laughs> and that's Strange New Worlds. Ah, Lower Decks is excellent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said by that. Love Lower Decks. It's so good. I haven't actually seen Lower Decks. But also not on my list because I didn't watch it. But it's good. <laughs> yeah, I've not seen it. Uh, I saw season one, I think. I must catch up with that as well. Yeah, but, I've uh, seen one and two. Did not get around to three this year. The Strange New Worlds, as mentioned, it's back to its episodic roots. Mm, um, yeah. And all the better for it. Oh, yeah. Their attempts to do season-long arcs just don't seem to pay off in new Star Trek. Yeah. I don't know. They don't know how to do it. I don't know. Their seasons are too long. Maybe. Seasons are too long. The villains are too superhero villainy. <laughs> it's just like, what is yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> Real shame. But uh, Strange New Worlds, definitely back on form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Possibly the best Star Trek since next gen. I don't know. Since now you, yeah. you put it over Deep Space? And Voyager? I would put it over Voyager. Uh, it's definitely Voyager, yeah. I, I never got on with Voyager. <laughs> I don't know about Deep Space. 
I only watched the first season of Voyager and gave up. Ah, well, that's yeah. <laughs> there's your problem. <laughs> but yeah. There's only so much Neelix and uh, Kez that you can put up with. <laughs> and you're you're a bit frustrated with DS9 because of its similarities with Babylon 5. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which you love. I was a big fan of the first three, two, three seasons of, of DS9. Hmm. And then they brought a wharf in and the defiance and everything. I thought, oh no, <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> I gave up at that point. Which yeah. apparently is when it gets good for most people, but uh, I gave up. But Strange New Worlds definitely worth watching. Uh, all great characters. I even liked Spock. Yeah, I oh, didn't yeah. like didn't like his this version of Spock in uh, Discovery at all. Yeah, but when he gets to do a proper Spock in this, he's really rather good. <laughs> <laughs> was it the performance or the writing you didn't like? Probably more the writing, isn't it? But he, he yeah. was out of his head, wasn't he, for the most of Discovery, <laughs> I think, or something. Yeah, he was meant to be, like, possessed or something, wasn't he? I can't quite remember yeah. what <laughs> Discovery Season 2 was about, but yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, it wasn't what good. What was that? Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I've got to give props for Anson Mount as well. Uh, oh, yeah. After oh, yeah. a very disappointing role on uh, that Marvel series. What was it? The... Uh, the Inhumans. Don't watch this. I mean Inhumans, that's right. Inhumans. <laughs> they don't watch this. <laughs> oh, Inhumans, yeah. That was terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing they've ever done. And I, when I heard he was going to be, yeah, heard he was going to be captain, I thought, oh dear. But he was good in Discovery. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Brief, we saw him in. Amazing. And he's even better here. Yeah, definitely. As Rob said, he came on to Discovery to show the cast how to be charming. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, you can see there's a he's taken some elements of Kirk, but made it his own thing as well. It's uh, really good. Mm. Number eight, then, over to Netflix, it's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah. You say it's a populist type thing, and maybe it is, but... That doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> I just haven't seen it. I'm just making fun of something I haven't seen. <laughs> I'm just being me. <laughs> I don't mean what I say. I just want the niche things to be shit seen. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I saw a TikTok too much, so now I won't watch it. <laughs> well, yeah. I, must admit, I watch much more YouTube than I watch TV as such. Um, Where's a really good fun... Okay. Uh, Jenna Ortega is it? I think who yep. plays Wednesday. Yep. She did an amazing job. She's great <laughs> and everything. Yeah. Uh, I've not seen. I think I've seen anything else at all. But she's in. She's in the new Scream. She's in X, and I think okay. she was in um some musical last year. West Side Story. <laughs> it might have been. Oh. Maybe no. Okay. In the Heights. No, it was it was one of those two. She's in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay not not seeing any of that stuff there and also i'm not really familiar with the adams family i i know generally ah, about it but i okay. never actually ah. watched it i love the other movies because i grew up in that time before the films i think the films yeah. about 1990-ish weren't they so yeah mm-hmm. I, was, I was in college by that point i wasn't watching the films and i was vaguely aware of the black and white tv series but didn't <laughs> really watch it so this was great introduction to the the entire family yeah as it were Mm. That's good. And uh, it's obviously done really well on Netflix. They've already oh, yeah. confirmed uh, season two for it. They mm. have. Yeah, I am mm. a bit, uh, oh, I watch it's very popular, but I do, I do want to watch it. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> Why don't you like popular things? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just too popular. 
No? All the teens are talking about it, and I don't like those damn it's teens. Also, it's also good. Um, sometimes. <laughs> the, yeah, some things I think there's a reason why they're popular. Yeah, I think it's because Squid yeah. Game was so popular, and then I watched it, and I predicted every twist like an episode beforehand, nice. and I was like, this is so crowd-pleasing, it's just annoying. I think that's why I'm not feeling Wednesday, but they're two different shows, mm. so I really should give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, I, I see. so. And then number seven is... The Sandman, the the Neil Gaiman adaptation of his own comic series over on Netflix again, wasn't it? Mm, Yeah, which is why we all thought it was going to be (laughs) cancelled. But it's back, yeah. Yeah. It's back, yeah. Despite rumours of it being cancelled, then he immediately said, no, it's back. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, Mm. I've never read the comics. I heard the audio plays on Audible. Mm-hmm. And they were okay, but it was there's so many different characters. Each episode is almost its own thing, generally. Yep. So it's quite hard to follow an audio form. Yeah, oh, mm. definitely. Um, but in live action, it's much easier. Because you get to actually see the character, you get to see the world they're in, and it's really good stuff. And everybody talks about the, the episode with uh, death. Mm. And that is oh, a yeah. particularly particularly good episode yeah yeah and oddly uh a couple months back i was wandering around up by riverside studios in london and i stumbled across where they filmed a lot of that oh it's really surreal yeah there's a bit of the the bridge over the thames and the house you're on high alert (laughs) (laughs) completely accidentally just it looks exactly like it does in the the uh, tv series oh that's great really quite weird yeah Mm. (laughs) I wonder how people who live there feel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But that was a, a nice little moment to add to the uh, yeah. nostalgia for the thing which I'd been on a few months ago. <laughs> Time is weird. <laughs> it is. It, the last few years particularly have been quite weird. Oh, yeah. yeah. Talking of which, uh, number six then is Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah, okay. Which had its finale, its final season. That's right. Um, great series. Mm-hmm. Great send-off. Although it didn't do what I expected really which that's down to me but it, I, I did feel like I wanted a bit more time in the uh, Breaking Bad time period yeah okay the time jumped over most of that but there were a few cameos here and there <laughs> but uh, a good fitting end they didn't feel compelled to make it too definitive the ending okay that's interesting what can I say without spoiling it also I quite liked Throughout the series, they've been doing flash forwards uh, in black and white. Oh. In the final episode, it's pretty much entirely in black and white because it's all set in the future. Yeah. Which I thought was quite a brave move. I thought they'd get partly through the story and then slowly fade in colour. They didn't. They stuck to black and white that final hmm. episode. It was really quite well done. That's very different. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's quite weird, but... I. Very glad they stuck to their their vision, and obviously uh, Bob Odenkirk had a heart attack mm-hmm. yeah, he did. halfway through filming yeah. the season. Um, but you'd never know because they stopped filming for several months. But you could never tell. Yeah, mm. very well done. Very well done. Oh, excellent. Yeah, it's one I I must catch. Pick up on uh, on Blu-ray. Get the box set. Yeah, I do need to go through that show. Did you like El Camino? Would you say that's worth watching as well? Yes, which is set sort of in the future as well, 
the, the only problem with these is the characters are aging too fast because of the the way they've been filmed. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but you've got to look past that. It's, it's a bit like with Star Wars stuff like that. You get jumping around different times. You've got actors who they <laughs> age and they de-age if you watch it in chronological order. <laughs> yes. But if you can ignore that, it, that's a good story. Uh, a nice little cameo here and there too in El Camino. Mm-hmm. Everything Breaking Bad related is worth worth watching. There's nothing bad, <laughs> despite the name in any of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah, that's great. And that's uh, my number six. So yeah, that's my, my second junk. All right. Uh, I'll get into my second one then. Starting off with number 10. Uh, it's already been mentioned. Star Trek Strange New Worlds season mm. one. I, um, yeah, for a long time, well, the past four years, I have been saying that Lower Decks is the only Star Trek show that feels like Star Trek. <laughs> uh, granted, I've enjoyed the first two seasons of Discovery, but uh, I was really missing that classic Star Trek feeling. And uh, yeah, it's back. It's back and it's really good. Really, Especially considering that it's written by the same people who write Discovery and Picard. I did not think that they would be able to pull yeah. off a weekly adventure show that does have the uh, the conundrums that classic Star Trek is known for. This was great. And mm-hmm. we really had one of every sort of episode here. There was yeah. one amazing comedy episode with uh, <laughs> Spock and Mock that's honestly probably my favorite thing um, <laughs> yeah. in New yeah. Star Trek yeah. for a while. You may have noticed a difference in my behavior. <laughs> uh... <laughs> it was so good. We had like the Children of the Comet and like some more serious hard sci-fi Ooh. stuff. I thought that was really, really, really good. We had like a bottle episode uh, all set on the ship that was uh, really, really great. And with the first episode, you're introduced to so many characters that I was like, this is a big crew. I'm going to be interested to see if they manage to make me care about them all throughout this 10 episode season. Because usually with Star Trek, it takes about 13 14 episodes <laughs> particularly in the in the original series for you to start caring about every crew member who's like a main character whereas with this one they just went through every character one episode of character to really focus yeah. on them and it and it worked so well i i really liked every character there's a few there's mm, a few episodes here and there that i didn't think were as good as they could have been the episode that was just the movie alien I did not yes, think it was yeah, particularly yeah. great Aww. and is perhaps uh, the weak point of the season, but I yeah, did I enjoy it. the rest. Um, <laughs> the The fantasy episode was <laughs> odd. <laughs> really good. Potentially yeah. could have been sillier, because when I think of <laughs> fantasy Star Trek, I think of that episode in... I think it's season one of the original series where they go to, like, Alice in Wonderland World or whatever. And it's just Kirk <laughs> running around going, you pleb! <laughs> I, I love that episode. <laughs> so perhaps comparing it to that's a little mean, but uh, that one as well, I thought. This could have been something a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, no, just great. Just really, really good if you're like most Star Trek fans and have felt disenfranchised with the franchise. <laughs> I think that this is a good uh, spot to come back with. Uh, it is a lot of fun. And also Lower Decks. Because <clears throat> it's crossing over. It's crossing over. The characters from Lower yes. Decks are going to show up in in live action in Strange New Worlds. Which is going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The voice actors. Yeah. Don't know how that's going to work. I think Jack Quaid's got purple hair in Sand. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? It's great. 
<laughs> it's a show with aliens and you're questioning the purple hair. No, well, no, I'm I'm questioning what Jack Quaid will look like with purple hair. <laughs> uh, probably like Jack Quaid with purple hair. <laughs> oh, I love Jack Quaid. He's so good. Uh, yeah, I he's great. Great show. Highly recommend that. Um, number nine, Netflix pro- program. Oh, my, it's a Mike Flanagan vehicle. Why is this in my top <laughs> ten? What, you? No. What? The Midnight Club, the latest from Mike Flanagan. Uh, Cancelled. Yeah, unfortunately cancelled on a big cliffhanger. Uh, but Mike Flanagan did post on Tumblr all the plans for season two because uh, he was like, if it gets cancelled, I'll just let you know what happens. And he did that and, oh, it's sad. Uh, Great show. <laughs> so it's a uh, <laughs> kind of funny coming off the back of Strangely Worlds. It's an adaptation of a book from the 90s called The Midnight Club by Christopher Pike. <laughs> and i think it does a really good job it's about a bunch of teens well young adults i should say who are all terminally ill uh they go to a hospice um or a hospice and uh and every night they tell themselves scary stories they each take turns saying scary stories and this is basically the format of the show it's like a solid like half hour or so of character drama, really, really well-written character drama. But by the way, there's some stuff and some character arcs in this season that blew me away. So emotional. They've captured everything so well. But then, once you hit that half-hour mark, uh, you get to the Midnight Club part of the show. Uh, the aspect ratio changes. The the way the colours are graded changes. And you see this scary story. And it's usually highly yeah. produced. Sometimes really funny. Sometimes <laughs> it's like a, a, a weird sci-fi adventure. Sometimes it's like a hundred jump scares in a row so they could win the world record for the amount of jump scares in five minutes mm. or something. <laughs> it's it's really cool visually fantastic just like most of mike flanagan stuff there's a bunch of actors from older mm. horror iconic things appearing mm. and heather langenkamp who is nancy in elm street uh plays the doctor who runs the hospice it was good to see her again i don't think i've seen her since like the 90s when she did um new nightmare the meta elm street movie where it's oh freddy's haunting the cast and crew of the movie what's happening here (laughs) raul coley shows up in one of the short stories it's obviously great to see Mm -hmm. him but yeah no it's good it's set in the uh i think it's set in the 90s so it deals with some of the aids epidemic stuff some of the characters there for uh leukemia and stuff so it deals with that too it's really grown up i was expecting it to be kind of trashy teen horror kind of like the fear street thing the netflix did a few years back but no it's really grown up not really scary but from an emotional level i thought it was fantastic yeah it's what mike flanagan does best (laughs) it's like kind of scary but you're there for the characters and he wrote every episode which i think is really good he didn't direct every episode but he did write every episode and yeah no fantastic it's a shame it got cancelled but he's moving to amazon for other stuff uh which is fun i think his next project has mark hamill in it so that's gonna be great (gasps) okay oh yeah i did hear about that yeah number eight uh goes to the orville Season three, all the Orville, uh, uh, it wasn't called Strange New Worlds, New Horizons, the Orville's uh, yes. New uh, oh, New yeah. Horizons, which is what season three was called, continues to be 
a really good episodic homage version of Star Trek. Yeah. To next gen. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. just next gen. The budget on this season, <laughs> though, was massive. Uh, I think it's because oh, they yeah. got cancelled on Fox. They're on Hulu now. And the budget yes. is through the roof. Every episode's potentially too long. Every episode was like an hour <laughs> and 20 minutes, which is very wow. long, but uh, it's all episodic. There's no two parters. So uh, it, you know, they really told every story really well. Uh, just really, really good sci fi writing. Seth MacFarlane continues to surprise with his serious stuff. <laughs> I, uh, mm. When I started this show, I went, this wouldn't work. This won't work at all. What is this? And no, it's <laughs> continued to be just it's such a good sci-fi show. I love it. All the characters are great. It deals with some massive topics in this one, too. It starts off with an episode yeah. that is really dark. For a show that's technically a parody, it goes into <laughs> some dark territories and there's some great mm. uh time travel episodes there's one time travel episode Ooh. that i loved um it also deals with uh some kind of deep space nine like uh, universe war sort of stuff as well there's like some political tension brewing in the background that i think they did a really good job with um i've got no idea if this is going to come back for a fourth season uh, it's honestly surprising that we even got a third season. So if <laughs> yeah. they end it here, I'm fine with that. We got what we got and it's great. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's fantastic. And great to see um, some of the, the last uh, stuff recorded by um, Norm MacDonald in there as well. Some great oh. jokes kind of put in throughout the season. Yeah. Yeah. Just fantastic stuff continues to be great. And it's on Disney for pretty much Jeez. everyone, so yeah, it's a lot more available now than it was a few years ago. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Number seven. Speaking of parodies, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. <laughs> I loved this. Um, as I said, for you Miss Marvel, I feel like these Marvel shows need to decide why they're TV shows, and this one definitely did because it's just a sitcom. It's just yep. a sitcom, <laughs> and I loved it. It is so much fun, uh, so yeah. consistently funny, so smartly written. <laughs> the show knew what the internet reaction from certain men yep. babies is gonna be, and it made <laughs> that the season arc, and that is smart. I loved that. It's so She-Hulk in that the show is about the show, pretty much. The show's about the show. The plot doesn't really matter. You don't need to follow it. The show is about the show. And I thought that was great. Uh, yeah, some <laughs> iffy CG here and there, but I thought it yeah. added to the cheesiness of it all. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I genuinely think I've seen worse CGI in Endgame, which is their crowning jewel at the moment. Probably. Yeah, ma yeah, yeah maybe. There's definitely worse CG in Moon Knight, I think. But that's all hidden by darkness, whereas this is like, it's daytime. Look at this thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, just look at this thing that it clearly isn't real. So we have to make it out of the computer anyway. Exactly. Yeah. No, just really fun. I enjoyed every week to week plot point, even though I didn't watch it week to week because it's a Marvel show and I've learned not to do that. Um, I, I really enjoyed every episode uh, and the story the situation that the comedy was going to come from i thought it was uh quite good i do think um the third episode is fantastic and i love it i do think maybe it needed an extra 10 minutes to kind of yeah uh, 
do things with some people. Like, uh, <laughs> what's up with Titan? <laughs> don't know what would happen there. Yeah. <laughs> but I also don't care because this show, is, yeah, like, it gets to the ending and you're like, okay, all these Marvel shows for me have ended on a low note. Like, WandaVision, don't care. Uh, Moon Knight, don't oh. care about the final episode because it's like, uh, it's just CGI things punching CGI things. Whereas with this, <laughs> it was like, yep. It felt like it was made for me. The exact moment when I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> the show's like... I did tell you you'd love it. <laughs> now, hang on a second. And I thought that was, yeah, great. I uh, I can't wait to see where this character goes. Did you find yourself going, yes, yes, you're so right. You yeah. shouldn't be doing it this way. Yeah, it, it felt like Tatiana Maslany was talking to me the entire time. This show yes. felt like it was made for me, a man. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I loved it. I'm probably, out of all of the Marvel shows, this is the one I'm probably going to rewatch. At all? Just full stop. <laughs> I, I don't rewatch things, yeah. but I'll probably rewatch this one. No, you don't. Uh, yeah, I, it's great. Can't wait to see where it goes. Um, just great cameos and just, yeah, just a ton of fun. <laughs> just a ton of fun. Really enjoyed it. That's it. Number seven and number six is The Sandman. Another Ooh. really solid comic book adaptation. Was not sure how yeah. this was going to go when I saw that David Escoria was involved. But no, it, like it's a passion project for him uh, to bring this to the screen. He's been working on it for like 13 years or something. And uh, no, longer than that. 20 maybe? He's been working on this for, for a while. And so, yeah, it's great to see it on the screen. As a fan of the comic, um, and I think I mentioned it in our episode, Race, there was the storyline with the jewel that's all i'll say the jewel that was kind of inserted um because the mm. show was quite episodic but for the first i think like episodes two to four there were stuff that was kind of put in there as a bit of a story arc for that section of the show that i don't think worked necessarily for me uh constantly mm. kind of flashing back to now what's this character doing I didn't love that. That's why this is not number one. Um, I think if the show was just episodic and every episode was like its own adventure, I think it would be number one. But because they did kind of flash back and forth with a couple things, uh, that didn't work as well for me as it would have they done it differently. But um, yeah, just some fantastic episodes. Uh, as you already mentioned, the death episode is superb. One of the best things on TV this year. I even loved episode 11, which was so silly. I was like, how are they going to adapt any of these short stories that take place in between the big story arcs? And then they're like, oh, just a surprise episode with David Tennant. And I'm like, great. This is really good. Yeah, it was really good. And I enjoyed Good Omens, but this is like, yes, big Neil Gaiman on TV, like not American Gods. This is like Weird a proper ideas. adaptation. Weird fantasy sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Uh, some superhero things kind of uh, put <laughs> in there as well. Some great changes as well to the source material to avoid legality yes. uh, was also excellent. <laughs> just really good. And just, just an amazing cast of people yeah. who I'm very familiar with, but also am not too familiar with people like Tom storage and uh, he really yeah, surprised exactly. me here i was like this guy's great mm. this guy's really good he is so yeah highly mm. recommend that uh so glad they're doing another one because i was worried mm. for a bit there that this would mm. have to be cancelled and then move to amazon or something but no it's good i liked it <laughs> good stuff that's my number six uh race final chunk 
Here we go, top five. And at number five, you two might be surprised to hear, is Moon Knight. Yeah. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I did hear a little eh, from Adam when we talked about great acting from Oscar Isaac. <laughs> that, that accent, that accent. Yes, I know. That is very fair. <laughs> and he's so charming. He he cops that in an interview. It's it's delightful. I saw an interview and I was like, yeah, it wasn't that great, was it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in the context of the show, I think it makes sense <laughs> as well. Yeah, and I'm not even worried about the accent. I'm worried about episode five where he was extraordinary. Ooh, good stuff. And that, that whole storyline... Going that far into it, going that that dark, I really appreciated, and I really appreciated a take on mental health. And I don't know, I, I'm a bit of a mental health advocate, and I want <clears throat> I want it to be normalised that people seek help, and that we talk about this stuff, and that we could we see good representation of it. Mm-hmm. And I've heard from a lot of people, I've seen from a lot of people that it kind of covered the uh, different personalities quite well. And I respect it on that regard. And I think I agree with you. I like the finale, but it did feel very different from the rest of the show. Yeah. I still liked it. Fair enough that you didn't. It did feel like, quickly, let's make it a superhero show because we're part of the MCU. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I did like the other elements in all the other episodes. I thought it was very well acted, very well produced and directed. The cast played off each other brilliantly. And it was enough of a mystery for me to kind of not know what was going on and and be very intrigued by all the different versions of him and wondering if, ooh, will the third one turn up? Everyone was wondering. And <laughs> yeah, it, it was a very good show. I liked it. Mm-hmm. And again, I could see your criticisms, but they weren't a problem for me. Yeah. Uh, Stranger Things number four is number four for me, <laughs> which is very fitting, <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> yep. I don't agree with you that it's gone downhill with each season. I think for me... Season three is my favorite. Yeah. Then one, mm. then this, then two. Okay. From memory. I don't actually remember the first two very well. I loved number one. Two was, I mean, I think this is one of the best shows ever made. I really like it. So <laughs> yeah. when I'm debating the quality of them, I'm just talking about things I really like. But yeah, this one took me by surprise that they upped the gore and all the other things you mentioned. It was really <laughs> intensified this season. Yeah. And I think it really worked. Yeah. David Harbour is just excellent and it was great to see him just be excellent again in this <laughs> no i just i love it i love the cast i love the characters i liked the 11 story i do agree with you that as much as i love the cast many of the characters didn't get as much as they could but yeah. then the mm-hmm. ones that i said that about previously did get more and they were so good sadie sink i love you <laughs> yeah again mental health line in there was mm-hmm. or plot thread in there was very poignant like the survivor's guilt yeah and the uh, just that monologue was just so beautiful yeah it was excellent and then the terror i felt when that song started playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i really i really liked it that's a standout moment standout episode but an excellent season i do think the episode where they had the revelation about the villain that I feel like a lot of people saw coming. I thought that I spent was too silly. Long on it. They went way too, I spent way too long on that reveal. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that's one of my biggest complaints about the length of the episodes was that I was like, yeah, this isn't a revelation. I <laughs> yeah. saw it coming. The performance was amazing, but just yeah. the oh yeah, the montage of the creation of 
the thing is how vague I will be, even though I'm sure millions and millions and millions of people have seen it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, number four was Stranger Things season four. Amazing show. Great season. Mm-hmm. And then a very poignant uh, show for me was The Sandman at number three. Mm-hmm. Mm. Again, I'm going to jump straight to the death episode, and I mentioned it on this show before, but I saw that during the last few days of my grandmother being alive, and she mm. was in in care, and we were all just kind of waiting for the news. My mother had travelled up to the town that she lived in and was by her side, and the rest of us were kind of going to work, doing all the normal stuff, but we told work what was happening so we could just, you know, leave when we needed to, and yep. we were ready for that, and it was a... Just a very slow, somber time. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it really, that episode really impacted me because it was a friendly face, a mm. theoretical friendly face on the other side. Yeah, and I don't necessarily believe in it. I don't believe in much of that stuff. But it was a nice idea that someone as caring and kind and taking such a soft touch could be there. And again, this is all pretend, but it was it was a bit of a coping mechanism at the time. So that episode especially was really nice, but... The rest of it was excellent too. Like you mm-hmm. said, the, the the main character and main actor was excellent. Yep. It was the his counterpart in the every second episode. What was his name? He's been in a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, he's in heaps of stuff. I I keep forgetting his name, but I should. Wasn't he in Wonder Woman? Uh, I think he is. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Isn't he in House of the Dragon Him. as well? Oh, I don't I'm think sure. so. No, the guy with the teeth probably will be. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, he, he was he was great as well. Gwendolyn Christie, ah, oh. so good. Oh yeah, <laughs> I loved her, and I loved that it pissed off the same people who got pissed off at She Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep crying, guys. I don't care. The character's literally Satan. Like, <laughs> I know. No, it's a very good show. Really good. Like you said, very Neil Gaiman concepts. Finally making them way to the big screen yeah. not the big screen mm. but to a screen it was really nice to uh to see his wild and wacky ideas out there yeah. and his philosophy he's got a very interesting philosophy and yeah. i feel like it started coming through mm-hmm. it comes through in his actual writing but it was adapted well as well so yeah very good show exquisite production values i reckon i reckon yeah. there were a few moments of poor cgi but that's with everything yeah. some some things are just not real and you know it so you're going to see cgi <laughs> yeah not yeah. Nandor, but that's because there's no CGI in Andor. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, well, that's not true. Space. There's some ships and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but they look very good. They do. Set extensions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And then number two is House of the Dragon. Mm, very high. How did I do that voice? That was a very odd voice for me to do. Anyway, <laughs> yes, a good one. <laughs> it's a great voice. It is quite high, but I really liked it. We did an episode of it. In fact, I think it was our last episode on the feed. I think it was, yeah. Where we recapped season one. Uh, our first episode of the whole show was us talking about the first episode of this show. And then last time we recapped, <laughs> recapped the season. And yeah, I, I just thoroughly liked it. It was not to repeat ourselves too much, but Sandra and I decided that we liked like season three to season six of uh, Game of Thrones. It's like peak Game of Thrones for us. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, one and two are great too. But this has a feel of mm. of those where, again, it's smaller scale because it's in one city, but there's a lot of tension and drama and the politics is fascinating. And the performances for me were just outstanding. Yes. Um, 
I do still have a criticism of Kristen Cole, not necessarily as a character, because I don't mind there being dickheads in <laughs> in a show, but I think the time jumps didn't serve the character well on paper. Yeah, that's the only writing yeah. issue that I would have with yeah. the show, yeah. Yeah. I think um, Fabian, I can't remember his last name, but he plays him well. But again, after episode five, I thought it was a bit shaky. I didn't think they handled that change in his character very well, but everyone else feels really consistent, which is mm-hmm. great for a show with so many cast changes, as you said, Adam. I, I yeah, think they yeah. handled that so well, personally. I just really liked it. It felt like really good Game of Thrones, and in many ways I was relieved it was so good. Not yes. that I hated the final season. I've said it many times. I really liked the first three episodes of the final season. Yep. And I would have liked the rest of it if it was the length of a normal season. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. If they could have taken the story in those three episodes and made it seven episodes or whatever. Yeah, it's far too rushed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it would have been better. But yeah, House of Dragon season one, excellent. And I'm sure people can guess what's number one for me. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. Gotta be Andor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, we don't spoil these anyway, but I'm going to be vague for Sandra's sake because he's only halfway through. But they will die horribly. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Spoilers, Rogue One. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Andor does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, poignantly in a touching moment at the end of that film, but he does die. <laughs> um, this was so wonderfully done in that so many of the things that it did, and even in episodes you have seen, aren't very Star Wars-y, but no. they feel exactly yeah. Star Wars-y as well. Like the drums at the end of episode two or three. Yeah. Like, what? Mm. But that's also very cool. It's very ground-level Star Wars. Because, like, if mm. The Mandalorian is, like, a throwback to, like, Xena, it's, like, 90s yeah. TV show, <laughs> this is, like, 2012 yeah. HBO Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. <laughs> This is like the the born identity Star Wars. That's no, the same writer, same writer. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably why mm. I said it then. Um, <laughs> it's got that tone, a very Gilroy tone, but it still feels very Star Wars. I feel more like this was exactly Star Wars and the sort of Star Wars I wanted than I did about the Mandalorian. And everyone was saying that about Mandalorian season one, and it's not that I, that didn't feel Star Wars or anything like that. But I just so many people were saying this is the Star Wars I've been waiting for, and I was like, is it? Okay, uh, but the, yeah, this, this it's silly. <laughs> but yeah. Mandalorian's wonderful. Yeah, it is. But this was just so. It felt like Game of Thrones, Star Wars. It was yeah, yeah. lovely in that regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cast is outstanding. Mild spoilers, but especially Andy Serkis. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just someone, and this is reflected in my list. But somebody said, "I can't believe I watched." The Book of Boba Fett in January and Andor in November. <laughs> <laughs> they are very different. They feel, yeah, completely different. That's great. Oh, it is. No, I love that Star Wars is doing that. It's a bit like Marvel yeah. where you've yeah. got your uh, She-Hulks and your Visions, and then you got, I know it didn't really work as political intrigue, but you got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of covers a sort of geopolitical sort of storytelling yeah. and... yeah. Uh, again, it doesn't really do it as well as something like Andor, but it's got different flavors, and I love that. Mm. It's really good. And in one year, we got, like you said, Power Rangers meets Star Wars in the Book of Boba Fett, and then <laughs> Game of Thrones meets Star Wars in Andor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. I can't sing its praises enough. It's an amazing show. 
and I cried three times in the finale. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, I did. Mm. Yeah, no, I will say because um, you know it's not it's not on my list because I haven't finished it. But like I started it and I was like, wait, this is Star Wars, but people talk like people. What is this? <laughs> this is Star Wars, but it looks like it was filmed on location. What? What oh, is yes. this? It is without a doubt probably my favorite Star Wars thing since Empire. Like it's yeah. better than everything else <laughs> aside from those first two movies, in my opinion. And I've only seen half of it, so it's <laughs> it's fantastic. Yep. That's something I was going to say. I agree with you about the volume. I got really tired of it. I think it's great technology. I think it's really interesting and. Uh, well done to people who pioneered it and people oh, yeah. who use it well. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, I felt I started feeling claustrophobic. I knew when there's a gag in Mandalorian season two with the jetpack and a guy's trying to steal it and then he presses the button. I knew where in yeah. the shot he would use it because that's how far the volume goes. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas here they actually use sets and locations and yeah. the hill, um, the mountain face of the eye in on Aldani is literally a mountain face somewhere. I think it was in Ireland, wasn't it? Or somewhere. somewhere yeah. It was... Yeah, Scotland somewhere. I'm not sure. Yeah. It was beautiful and it felt large. And of course, they put CGI in the sky to make it look like a, another planet with a beautiful astrological event going on. But... Yeah, yeah. That works. If you could combine them, that's yeah. good. Um, and I'm not saying right off the volume. If you can use both when they both work, go for it. Yeah. I think it's because Robert Rodriguez is so used to green screen with like Spy Kids and Sharkboy <laughs> yeah. and Love Girl and all that really fun, <laughs> dumb stuff uh, yeah. that feels incredibly claustrophobic. He maybe didn't know how to use it as well as like Favreau did. Oh, look, I don't. I think he used it well. I just got tired of it because I've learned the dimensions of it, whereas this yeah, okay. was unpredictable. Like the bit, and you've seen this, when. The TIE fighters flew over the hills or over the, Ooh, the stream. Yeah. That was terrifying. Yeah, 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 and it yeah. felt like they were right mm. there. It was so good. Yeah, that's true. Again, I'm not mentioning things in the future, but there are other things in the future that work so well because of the scale of it. Mm. But again, if you're on a Star Destroyer, sure, use the volume, uh, the volume. I reckon that would work quite well. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, amazing show. Number one of the year, definitely. Amazing. Yep, hard to argue with that, but I will. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh. Number one show of the year, Boba Fett, actually, for Adam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's way off the bottom. <laughs> but yeah, it's not been a bad year for Star Wars for me, but uh, right. I'll get on to that shortly. <laughs> Number five, then, for me, it's Apple again, mm-hmm. and mm. it is Severance. Ah, yes. Ah, yeah. Only just caught this past week knowing <laughs> we're doing this. I thought, I've heard great things. I must watch it. Mm. Mm. And yeah, it really is. Amazing stuff. Uh, Hard to quantify, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You, you don't want to spoil it too much, but obviously yeah. the, the concept of having... You, everybody's got this home life and uh, work life. Yeah. And to actually split them off like that... It, they make it a real thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a great idea. And you could imagine corporations really doing this, if they could. If oh, the yeah. technology existed, they <laughs> oh, would yeah. do it. Um, <laughs> and the consequences from that... Ironically, especially a company like Apple would do that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine living your life, you're in the office all the time. You never get to leave. Oh, dear. Designing the iPhone at 17. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful stuff. And yeah. throughout it, I was wondering, are they going to jump the shark here and make it almost not the real thing is it is it all mm. vr is it all in their imagination is it is there some twist coming they they didn't they stuck to the concept and they really explored yeah. it 
properly. And I was very pleased by that. Yeah. Mm. So Apple had a, a good year. Oh, they mm-hmm. did, yeah. They've got some really good stuff on there. They they seem to really be quite discerning about what they do. They do yeah, back their stuff. They don't just kill it off. They mostly do really good stuff. The Jason Momoa show is yeah. not good, but everything else that I've I seen is that. really <laughs> yeah. solid. Season one looked excellent. I haven't watched it yet, but it did look like it got a bit action heavy yeah. and reduced the thoughtfulness that I think a lot of their a lot of their stuff is quite thought provoking. Yeah. Yeah, they want to be what Netflix are with like creatively led projects, except Netflix then cancel all their creatively led projects. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, it's crazy. <laughs> Nothing, I, a bit of a, a shout out. It's not on the list because it didn't have a new season in 2022, but mm-hmm. Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah. I've never seen ah, it before. So good. I caught that this past year and really good. All right, if someone like you can like that, then I, I, I'm sure I will. Yeah. I know, Just... I'm not, not at all into football or soccer or whatever you call it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, it's really good, heartwarming stuff. It, wonderful series. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, yeah, Apple, definitely, definitely on on the ball there, as it were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, number four, then, perhaps controversially, it is Obi Wan Kenobi. Well, ah. It's not controversial. I just no am weird and it's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> it it did get a lot of hate. A lot of people who, yeah. who genuinely don't like it didn't like what it was doing. Yeah, fair enough. Hmm. But for me, it absolutely did touch all the bases it needed to. I loved the, the character arc for Obi-Wan himself, for Ben Kenobi. Mm. Okay. Mm. How he'd entirely rejected uh, the Force. A bit like Luke in the in the sequels. True. But yeah. here it's done properly. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I thought it worked well in The Last Jedi. It, it was okay, but it was a bit hand-wavy in the, mm. the sequels, I thought. And it's a bit... <laughs> Literally when he threw the lightsaber away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Um, <laughs> it didn't feel like a proper arc. It was just a, an explanation as to why he's not done anything for the intervening years. Whereas here, it did True. feel real. Yep. Mm. And I forget her name, but the, the actress playing uh, Leia... Amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, she You could absolutely see that was a younger version mm-hmm. of uh, Princess Leia. She absolutely caught that character. Really good. And even the Inquisitor, um, mm-hmm. Reaver, was it? Mm, she was good. Again, a lot, of, as ever in this world, a lot of hate for her, but I thought she did a really good job. Oh, she was. She was, she was great. And it was just... Yeah. It was bigotry. Yeah. 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 And the fact that Ewan McGregor had to get online and protect her was... You know, good of him, but just grow up, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to understand that mentality. I, I thought she was great. She was. And the, the whole arc with, with Vader, oh, Anakin. Yeah. And him finally putting Anakin to bed, as it were. He's, he, he properly becomes Vader. Yeah, that was pretty much the only thing that I loved in that show, <laughs> was the Vader stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, my question for you is, how much did you care about that? A lot. Because I certainly know you're not the biggest fan of the prequels. Mm. Yeah. I really must get back to the rewatch the prequels. I think time enough has gone by now that I can probably <laughs> yeah. appreciate them a bit more. But uh, mm. Let's do it on this show. I kind of want to re- <laughs> go back. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do all of <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's hard to believe they're over 20 years ago now. At least some of them are. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, it's a diff- different world. Uh, yeah, I think they all will be this year. Yeah, 2003 was Revenge of the Sith. 
Wow. Yeah, it's 99, 2001, 2003, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do the 20th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that whole confrontation. And it, I love the fact that they made it work mm. with the existing canon. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, stuff when I last met you, I was but the learner. Yes. That, that still tracks. Yep. It does, actually, yeah. That's because he was too emotional about it, still. <laughs> Even the stuff about Luke never having seen a lightsaber. It was very carefully done yeah. that he never sees Reaver with a lightsaber ignited. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They had to do a bit of contortions, but they, they did work it out. <laughs> yeah. I did like the actor who played Luke. He was really good. Yeah. Not quite as yeah. good as Leia, but yes. <laughs> no, he didn't get the chance to be better. No, exactly. No, well, yeah, true. So very pleased they did that. I was very happy with that. Uh, number three then. Back to Apple again. Mm. Ooh. It's Slow Horses. Slow? Okay. I don't think I've heard of that. Ah, is that the Gary Oldman thing? It is. Gary Oldman as an old, somewhat washed up MI5 spymaster. <gasps> Olivia Cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've actually had two seasons this year. They, they do. Ooh. They're based on a series of books by mm-hmm. Nick Curran, is it? Um, and each book is is... His own season. Hey, did he write Doctor Who? Uh, yeah, sounds familiar. Or Torchwood. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Is that the same guy? I'm not sure I'm going to this right, but uh, really good series. If you've seen Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, the film, mm. you've seen uh, his version of Smiley. Completely different character. Okay. Even though mm. on paper, they're the same oh. sort of character. Gary Oldman does such a great job. Yeah, he, Gary Oldman oh, yeah. is such a great actor. He can just turn himself to be anybody pretty much it seems <laughs> and uh yeah it's the, the second season is better than the first i would say for me okay but both are worth catching both are out in 2022 yep we've got two more coming this year i believe wow each wow. one is his own book uh, each one is six episodes long it's interesting how spy thrillers like jack ryan is back as well and it's really good it's interesting how they've come back and oh, they're yeah. good now as well <laughs> it's like yeah i love yeah. them i like the netflix one the the stranger was excellent if you get a good cast mm. a story that's basically already been written and a mystery that's had a lot of time put into it it's easier to adapt mm. and it's really interesting to watch yeah yeah and i like the fact that they're, they're going i'm sure it's not close to reality but it feels more real <laughs> there's like james bond which is just an action adventure yeah 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 definitely <laughs> a bit like uh, Le Carrier's stuff, like uh, Smiley stuff. It it feels like it could be real world. Yeah, that's mm. good then, yeah. It's all the better for it. Number two then, controversial perhaps is not number one, but uh, number two is Andor. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that my heart giving out. <laughs> <laughs> Again, talking about making things feel real, Yeah, uh, as we've mentioned already, to me, yeah, obviously... I've got Obi-Wan Kenobi at four, and this at mm. two. They're both in the top five. Uh, yeah. Both very different series. Oh, yeah. Um, but I do love the fact it's such it's so totally different to anything that's come before in Star Wars. Yeah. But it feels so authentic. It's This is the Empire as it would feel to the everyday people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that authoritarian stamping down of everyday people on doing everyday things. This isn't the... the good versus bad fairy tale that we have in uh, most Star Wars. This is much more you know, Third Reich type stuff. Yep. It's really refreshing. And so amazing moments. Uh, that, I'm not sure what episode number is it. Is it number 
eight or something, seven or eight, that they, uh, the one where uh, I don't want to say <laughs> that people know, which, which is the best episode. But that episode, yes. each story arc has its own payoff. Yeah, and that middle does. story arc in particular, I think, has such a great payoff. I cried in that one too. I, I, this show got me so emotional. Yeah. I really like how so far it's like three episodes is basically a movie. And so it's like four yep. movies in a season kind of. Uh, too much. Uh, it's a good way to yeah. write a show. It does slightly stray from that because there's one more episode than you could get away with doing that. Ah. But yes, it is yes. like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, what can, what can I say? Um, wonderful stuff. I look forward to seeing where it goes. Obviously, we, we know the fate of the Andor himself. Mm. So he has plot armor, <laughs> but nevertheless, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have emotional or moral plot armor, though, which I like. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's a great thing. Yeah, it, it is very much his his story, how he falls into the uh, the darker aspects of rebellion and yeah. how he gets to, to where he's going to be at the beginning of Rogue One, which is almost perhaps as bad as the Empire. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Which we've already seen with with Luthen. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I just want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> amazing stuff, amazing stuff. It, do, it did suffer the first... They were very wise, I think, to put out the first three in one. Yeah. In one go. Because the oh, first maybe. couple in particular, I found quite hard going. Okay. I liked them. But once I got to episode three, and we got the payoff for that first arc... Mm. At that point, it was just a roller coaster. Mm. Even with the the slower bits come after that, and then it it does build you up perfectly. Well, that just told you exactly what the show is going to do, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like so many people thought, ah, oh, episode three was great, but four is so slow. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we'll give it two more, and you'll be going. Thank God, I knew those characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, these these yeah. payoffs wouldn't work nearly as well without those slow build ups. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Ratcheting up the, the tension over the air. Yeah. This is what Sandro means when he says that the Marvel shows need to figure out how to be TV shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <true>. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Although I am yeah. glad I didn't yeah. watch Andor Weekly because I think it's 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 something that I'm so glad I could just sit down and watch three episodes in one go. <laughs> Four. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just personally, it's just how I prefer to watch TV, I think. Yeah, fair enough. It is very well paced for a Disney Plus TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, then, my number one Ooh. best TV series of 2022, according to me, mm? is Stranger Things Season 4. Wow. Ah. Yeah. My favourite season. See, Sandro, you're wrong. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, In this subjective list. <laughs> we're getting back to the, the slow build-ups again, aren't we, with this pretty much? We have these different characters off doing their own thing as well, which on paper feels like it shouldn't work. Mm. Especially for a, a show that's about the family, essentially, yeah. that they created. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally, they don't meet up until, you know, what's the final closing credits. Um, <laughs> it's only that final couple of scenes where they all meet up. Pretty much, yeah. Which is crazy. Mm. But it works so well. And the whole, the whole thing with, with Max. Oh, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Yep. Mm, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, what, what can be said about it? it hasn't really been said. Uh, <laughs> I got goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how powerful it is. I don't know where they're going to go next season. 
No idea, mm. yeah. The final one. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, a bit of a bloodbath I expect, but maybe not. I think so. And it's going to be... The episodes are going to be long again, aren't they? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It's probably going to be three years until it comes out, and they're all going to be 25. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of long episodes... Yeah. Let's get on to Sandro so we can get this one yeah. to be a bit shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My top five, uh, kicking it off with number five, obviously, which is Peacemaker. Oh. I'm surprised no one else has mentioned it. Ah, I've not seen that yet. I entirely forgot to watch it. I'm planning to. That would yeah. be in another honourable mention, but I can't keep adding them as I go along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I must catch it. Tell him where it's on. Yeah, that was the hard part. It's on a binge in Australia, so I think it's... Oh. Uh, your version of HBO Max would be what it's on. Oh, okay. Sky Atlantic, it, yeah. probably, or something? I don't know. Yeah, yeah mm. maybe. I thought this was great. I mean, I loved The Suicide Squad. That was my film of the year for 2001. Yeah. Absolutely love James Gunn's uh, incredibly <laughs> over-the-top violent <laughs> comedy action shows. With tidy whities <laughs> Yeah. I just, I did not know how this show was going to work. You take John Cena, who was a great actor, but I've never really seen yeah. him as a lead. Like, he's a good supporting comedic actor mm-hmm. or a good villain in the case of, like, Fast and Furious or the Suicide Squad. So it was great uh, taking him and putting him in a lead. And he's so good. He is amazing. Mm-hmm. And you've also got, like, Daniela Brooks, who was my favorite character in Orange is the New Black. She's in there oh. as, like, the, the daughter of Amanda Waller. And I'm like, this is fantastic. Yeah. Adrian Chase, who I think was in arrow he's in this as a character he's so good as well it's just oh robert patrick plays like (laughs) peacemakers white supremacist uh, dad and he is horrible i love when robert patrick gets to play a bad guy because he's so good it's just it's just a ton of fun it's so funny james gunn knows exactly how to do improv i think Mm mm-hmm yeah. Like, he knows how to film it where, yes, it's just your actors saying funny stuff that they think of at the time, mm-hmm. but he knows how to make it fit better than, than I think a lot of modern directors do. It works so well, like the scene where they just list people for 10 minutes. It's <laughs> <This is> the <laughs> scene of John Cena constantly listing random people. And it's uh, it's fantastic, yeah. And every episode had like a post credit sequence that was just like a blooper, basically. It was like okay. an improv Good. blooper, and it was uh, yeah, really, really fun. I have seen criticisms that the story arc is basically just the Suicide Squad again. The villain is basically just Starro again, kind of. Not really. It's the same sort of idea, but also this was written like during lockdown i think it's kind of the same with glass mm-hmm. onion and that it was kind of like an afterthought no the mm-hmm. same with the holiday special oh, and yeah. that it was kind of kind of like an afterthought so the fact that this season works as well as it does i think is good mm. what else are you gonna do with john cena's character yeah like, peacemaker is supposed to be on a suicide squad as many times as he can before you kill him or he dies yeah <laughs> yeah it's more the sort of villain they go up against that's basically just star again but (laughs) some small changes that i thought was really good yeah i love this just james gunn do whatever you want with these violent characters i will watch it i think it's a lot of fun (laughs) 
number four is an interesting one. Comes with a caveat because of recent news. Uh, but number four is Rick and Morty season six. I think this is the best written season of the show since the first two. Uh, really smartly written, really funny, great sci-fi writing. But all the news about Justin Rowland that's come out recently, uh, I mean, we'll see how the court case goes, but I've seen some pretty damning tweets and stuff um, over the last few days that has kind of put me off the train. But the season is still excellent. Fantastic writing. We'll see if they do another one. We'll see uh, yeah. where that goes. Uh, it's a bit of a, yeah, it's a bit of a caveat. I didn't want to move it. I was thinking about maybe moving it down because of news, but I was like, I'll just leave everything where I originally put it. Well, it's always tricky. Yeah. The arts from the artist, do you separate them? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's kind of hard when he voices the two main characters in your TV show. Yeah. Well, uh, indeed. And um, every, like he's you know in many ways the guy who who made adult animation as popular as it is now but yeah it, mm. it turns out maybe piece of shit maybe i don't know <laughs> we'll see what happens maybe. but yeah it's a shame but very 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 good season there's one episode in particular that was kind of a commentary on meta humor the entire episode was like anti-meta but was also meta in itself and that was very funny <laughs> uh, the writing there just gets so it's like one of those rick and morty episodes where you have to pay attention to everything which sometimes can get a bit overwhelming and not good but in this case it was really fun and also this season made me care about the story arc i don't like the rick and morty story arc that goes throughout all the seasons i think it's silly and convoluted but mm -hmm. in this season it actually worked for me i think they really nailed and properly explored the story that they've been trying to do in a co coherent way because the writing a lot of, a lot of the time for the um the overarching story episode that's like the finale of the season and it's just like now this happens cliffhanger not going to address until the end of next season whereas this case they peppered it throughout the season and i think it worked a lot better so uh, yeah mm. i was not looking forward to season six because i heard that they were doing a lot more story arc stuff but uh they it, it worked for me it really worked some great writing in that one mm. uh, moving on to number three it is house of the dragon season one mm. i loved it Game of Thrones is back. Yeah. I think it's good. As you mentioned, yeah, I just agree with pretty much everything recent. <laughs> it's really good. I loved it. I said a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, we've done an entire episode on it, so I don't need to go that in depth about what I thought of it. Uh, it's great. I I just really enjoy this style of fantasy, and I'm glad that it's back. And Matt Smith is amazing. It's good that he's gotten something this good again, because uh, mm. it's been a while. He's been doing a lot of stuff. Uh, only One Night in Soho was good, and now yeah, he's got an another good. good thing. So, there we go. Excellent. Uh, number two is Barry, season three. Bill Hader's Barry is back. Oh. Took a long break. I think uh, they had two seasons in 2019. COVID hit. Then, obviously, everything happened. <laughs> so, it went on a big break. And now it's back for season three, and another season coming next year as well. It is a... Uh, comedy, if you don't know, it's a dark comedy, yeah. a crime action comedy drama about this character called Barry, played by Bill Hader, incredible comedian, love everything he's done. Um, he is an assassin who wants to be an actor, and so he goes to <laughs> acting school and gets drawn into a world of acting, but also crime as he mm. attempts to put that life behind him. Uh, season three is phenomenal. It's so high on my list because I was not expecting this show to do what it did. 
Uh, it's still very funny, but this it, it gets incredibly dark, and it goes places I was not expecting to, and just shows how good of an actor Bill Hader is. He is phenomenal. The entire cast is amazing. Henry Winkler, <laughs> as a dramatic actor, is, why, where was this? Where did this come from? <laughs> he is incredible in this season. I've never seen him in anything like this before. He is fantastic. And Anthony Carrigan, who I know was like, like he, like he was the Viper in one of the first episodes of The Flash or something. Oh. He's played a lot of like <laughs> side, I'm in one episode of this superhero show kind of characters. Yeah. He's a recurring cast member and again, hilarious in the first two seasons. Takes, takes a dramatic turn here and he is just phenomenal. The action as well, directed by Bill Hader in particular, just 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 incredible. I'm, it it's one of the best shows on TV right now. If you like Breaking Bad, I feel like mm-hmm. it's kind of in the same in the same kind of uh, crime TV show world. So I would highly mm. recommend it yeah. to, to anyone who likes that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's my second favorite show of the year. Mm. And my number one is something completely different to everything that anyone's mentioned. <laughs> okay. When I was writing my list, I was like, what's the show that stood out to me the most? What's the thing where I'm like, 2022 was a great year for TV because this thing happened. And it's Nathan Fielder's The Rehearsal. Okay. If you don't know Nathan Fielder, he had a show called Nathan For You, which was kind of like a semi-scripted docu-series where he plays a character that's kind of a version of himself who goes to companies and just convinces them to do weird things. Um, He's a great comedian. I loved everything that he's done, but this show was on a different level in that it's such a... Excuse my French. It's such a mind fuck. This entire show is just like, what? What is real? What is scripted? So it's Nathan Fielder... The premise is he helps uh, real people prepare for uh, scenarios coming up in their life. Um, the first episode is this guy who wants to confess to his trivia team that he's been lying about certain things. So what Nathan Field does is he builds a set replica of the bar that he's going to do this thing at... And hires a bunch of actors to play everyone that this guy knows so that this guy can rehearse this thing that is coming up. And as a concept, as a reality show, that's pretty cool. Like, that's a funny idea. (laughs) It goes in some weird directions, though, because then there's, like, this long-form rehearsal that's kind of like the season arc, which is this woman wanting to rehearse having a family. And then Nathan Fielder gets drawn into that. And then it's this whole, like, he can't distinguish what's real and what isn't. And it's just like, is it scripted? I don't know. You don't know if it's scripted or not. Jeez. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild. It's a weird watch. And it, it completely <laughs> blew me like away that. every week. I was like, what, what is this? It's so, it's so strange in a way that only Nathan Fielder could pull off. It, it, it's very funny, uh, but also has a bunch of um, interesting themes and stuff in there as well as just being incredibly unique and unlike anything anyone's seen before. Uh, yeah, highly re- recommend that. I don't know if it's scripted or not, but we're getting the second season, so I guess we'll reveal what happens. It's kind of got a cliffhanger, which is so weird for like a documentary <laughs> series to have a cliffhanger. <laughs> Where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. 
anyway, that is uh, the thing that I will remember the most from 2022 in terms of TV is Nathan Field as the rehearsal. That's my number one yeah. of the year. It's HBO again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird HBO thing. Damn HBO. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That is that. And that is the episode. That is our top TV stuff. A lot of differing lists yeah, as yes. well. Usually we're pretty consistent across the board. And I mean, like, Andor would be in my top three. So yeah. we would have been consistent there. But uh, in terms of everything else, the, all different placings for us. I like that we've seen different things as well, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of good stuff about. Definitely, yeah. Oh, definitely. It's been a great year for for yeah. TV. And I wonder what we'll think in the next episode about the films. Mm. That's right. Top. I think we are doing top 20 films. So that'll be good. Yeah. Weird year for films. Looking forward to talking about yes. that as well. So <laughs> that will be really fun. We'll do that next week or in two weeks here on Aussie Nerds Talk. To the Aussie Nerds Talk <laughs> stuff. You can't say it today, can I you? I can't say it. Uh, thanks for listening as always. We'll see you then. Um, make sure to check out the sa- the Staggering Stories podcast, staggeringstories.net, uh, which is Adam's show, which is fantastic. Oh. If you like Doctor Who, check it out. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oldie but a goodie. It's a thing. I do it. And Reese has got from. YouTube. And go watch the back catalog right there. It is fantastic. Well, links to all of that are in the episode description. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. And until our uh, top movies of 2022 episode, mm. make sure that you continue to just... Watch what you like. Watch good things and like good things and send us your lists too. That'll be fun. I, I want to see fun. what everyone's top shows are. It's yeah. pretty much Andor across the board for all of my friends. So. <laughs> and, and House of Dragons would be pretty high, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Happy New Year, everyone. I didn't get to say that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> see ya. Bye. Bye.